Thanks to Raycon Wireless Earbuds for supporting FilmSack. Raycon Earbuds start at about half the price of any premium wireless earbuds on the market. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash FilmSack. All right, all right. I've heard enough. I made up my mind. This slope, what's his name, Miyagi, and that punk kid, I'm going to get them for what they did to you. They made you suffer. So I'm going to make them suffer and suffer and suffer. And when I think they've suffered enough, then I start with the pain. Look, Terry, you don't have to do that. Don't have to. I want to. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Filmsack. This is Filmsack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 472. My name is Scott Johnson, and welcome to our continuing summer of blockbuster hot movie summer time, summertime. Almost. Wait, how's it go? Brand new Hot action movie summer. There you go. Hot action movie summer here on FilmSack. Joining me today, Brian, he has 11-year-old's head on a 27-year-old body done away. Oh, hi. Excuse me. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. Oh, hi. Danielson, please sit down. We need to talk. Danielson, you are no longer a kid. You are a 28-year-old man. Oh, jeez. A Daniel man. <laughs> it is time to grow up. Perhaps get your own your own Daniel man. Is that my bonsai tree? The small tree from the side of the mountain and its likeness that I have on everything in my home shop and your gi? Hi. I forgive you. <laughs> what does that stink? It smells like old foot powder. Hi. Just like my fizzy green foot powder. Daniel man. Have you been using my things again? Oh, Daniel, man. Tell me you didn't use it after midnight. Do not eat my special sandwich in the fridge. You already did. You know what? Hi. I forgive you. Daniel, man, are you even listening? Hi. You are thinking about the girl across the street, aren't you? Yes. Hi. I know that's what you love about those high school girls. You get older, they stay the same age. You know what? Take your plastic metal trophy and get out, Daniel Man. Sweep the leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, my special sandwich in the fridge. <laughs> oh, that was great. Well done, as always. We'll get like 50 emails saying Brian Dunaway does the best intro. Sorry, oh. everybody else. Mm-hmm. Hi. Uh, with us also, Randy, where's the old girlfriend at? Jordan. So you're declaring it the best before you eat? Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, you just said. <laughs> Okay. They Good morning. Uh, aloha, <laughs> Scott. Brian. Brian. Good morning, and thank you all for coming to the Reseda Clarion in Hotel Ballroom. Boy, the only thing Reseda about this place is my hairline. Am I right? Okay. All right. You're all gonna leave here today with a signed copy of my book, How to Fight Children. Let's face mm. it. We've all got a nemesis who's also a child that we want to hurt and hurt bad. And you're an otherwise completely normal adult, but you're going to hurt a child if you follow my three easy steps. Number one, spend a ridiculous amount of money pursuing your goal of hurting the child you hate. 
That's going to make you feel real good. Just like the feeling you got when you spent $40 on my book. Number two, in the dead of night, steal his prized possessions. Now, this might seem like petty burglary to you, but it's worth it to make your child enemy suffer. Mm. Number three, (laughs) don't beat up the child yourself. Instead, you should encourage others to beat him up. That's super easy, as other kids are always reliable. True story. (laughs) Oh, man. I cannot wait to get into how much I hated this guy, this character. Gosh dang it, he sucked. But doesn't that make it effective? Maybe it does. All right. With us, finally, Brian, he sure looks great in those mom jeans, Ibit. Listen, I've already read through my intro, and uh, I'm already going to declare Brian Dunaway the winner. All right. Uh, Mr. Miyagi, I guess I need to be honest with you. I didn't go to college. I'm just not going to do the voice. I didn't go to college today. (laughs) You know, me, college. I'm just not the college type. But I got you a little something. What's in the box? Open it. Ah, No, I'll just tell you. The other day, I got an email with the opportunity of a lifetime. You see, there's this Nigerian prince who needed help moving some funds to a United States bank. So I sent him my college tuition. And since I have all this new money coming our way, I went to the bank. You know, the one that leases retail space to 19-year-olds like that pothead across the street. Anyway, (laughs) I got us a place to put a bonsai shop that you're going to build, stock, and sell from. You're going to love it. You're going to go there and open every morning at the crack of dawn. You're going to close the shop every night after everybody's gone home. Basically, I've locked you into the albatross of a full-time job to pay off a loan that pretty much ensures we're never going to see daylight again. Oh, man. I'm so stupid. How can I be so stupid? Now where am I going to find another college whose tuition is just a wad of paper money in my pocket? (laughs) <laughs> I thought about I thought about your spot on you, but yeah. I thought about all those things that they kept they kept crawling into my mind. I'm like, are you kidding me? I just want to say though, I mean like what a jerk. This movie is chock full of tropes. It's tropes from beginning to end. Yeah. And a lot of it doesn't make sense, but when I was a little kid, this movie made so much sense <laughs> to me. Mm. Like the I like what you just said, the yeah. idea that college was just something that you threw some cash on a counter to pay mm-hmm. for right. made so much sense. Like I would have Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't I I, I don't remember now when exactly it, it came into my life. I know I didn't see it in the movie theater. <laughs> right. I don't know what college he was so going much to. Sense. Yeah, 89 right. was the year, right? It, yeah, 89 came out. Yeah. I don't know how this college he was going 60. to, but yeah. But two two months uh two months rent and a security deposit would cover a tuition apparently. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, just a lot of money. That's my tuition right here. Yeah. I got money, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. I smell community college is what I smell. <laughs> right. I could be wrong. But uh anyway, hey, look you guys, we're doing a third movie of a series that we've watched in order. Uh the Karate Crazy. Kid Part Three. We saw part one and part two in, in order and now now we get to three. And boy, if you thought two was slightly not as good as one, I have some really bad news about three. Because Watch three, out for the cliff you're about to head off of. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and apparently spend a lot of time on that cliff that I don't remember any yeah. of this stuff. Like this yeah. this movie is only a vague, tiny memory in my head, uh, probably because I saw it on VHS or something and didn't like it or fell asleep through it or went, okay, this series is over. I, I I don't remember kind of where my head was at with it, but this is a real poop stinker. It's bad. And, and uh, when you stinker. watched it on uh, VHS, you were probably one of the first people to see Letterbox in a home media. Ah. This was that was one of the um, 
selling points. One of the selling points of this, or one yeah. of the innovations, is that the uh, the movie was was released to home video and Letterbox as one of the first movies to do oh. so. Oh, that's no crazy! Crop, no cropping. Interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, the- which is good because there's a. Uh, Really, nothing to look at here. Well, <laughs> Glenn, I, at the same time, at the same time, like we gotta, we gotta talk about it, it's a, it's a poop craptastic movie, but like not bad cinematography, no, not bad nice. music. You yeah, know? like yeah. yeah, the music was nice, the cinematography was nice. This director, John G. Adelson or Abelson, we know him from lots of things, including the other two movies that we've seen in this series, but also the original Rocky. Uh, you know, has some stuff under his belt, like some decent mm-hmm. credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could argue that the first Karate Kid just nailed the whole root for the kid. Like, it's yeah, a right, special right. movie. It works on tons of levels. It's a really great movie. But what he's happened down, here? He's like all the way down and then finally finds the strength to 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 win in the end, just musters everything he's got into finally winning in the end. And yeah. then they just, you know, redo it. I want to back away. up and yeah. I want to back up for just a second and and disagree with the the full cinematography praise because I do think the framing of the subjects was good. And I liked how it transitioned. I, however, was not a fan of the horrible lighting and it's very inconsistent and a lot of us washed out and this is film. Uh, so I, 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 I don't know. Go ahead. I tend to, I tend to agree. And, uh, the, the, the movie decides at some point that it, it's just going to like have those interiors just be dark. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Forget Intentionally. it. We can't, we can't light this. Right. So we're just going to be go dark, but I'm, I'm talking about like the, all those shots out near Fresno and mm-hmm. Malibu, like Great outside, subjects. just like, they're just, it, it's not bad is what I said. Actually, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't, I'm yeah, not great. saying this is going to win awards. I'm just like great location it, shooting. Uh, they, they found some great locations. Whoever scouted it, I think did mm-hmm. a great job. Uh, even the green screen stuff, which I don't even know if it was green screen. I think it was rear projection. I think, uh, like especially out in front of the of the cave, the uh, you know, it's not the really Devil's cave. Cauldron, the Devil's you think, Cauldron, exactly. You think that was a green screen. You don't I don't think that was, that was green screen. I don't. I, I don't think. They, I don't think it was green screen. I think it was a projection. I think they used projection behind. I don't, I don't know that for oh, a fact. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, oh, like when they're on the, the telltale side of the right yeah. with yeah. the, the telltale signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Usually the telltale signs are especially when you have a lot of loose hair. It's real easy to spot. Uh, mm-hmm. that, but we had loose hair flowing around. No problem. Yeah. I'll bet I would, ar- I would argue projection as well. Like they used to do with car scenes and they'd put, they'd put, right. you know, moving traffic on the side of the window, but it was really just a projection of moving traffic on the mm-hmm. side of the window. So it's like that. I, mean, I think when they're effective. down at the bottom of the devil's cauldron, I think that that's on location. And I think there's probably a right. very easy path that the, uh, <laughs> was that the cameraman had his back to, that is a very easy right. way to get out of the devil's right. cauldron. Even that's if you don't want to just <laughs> swim through the tunnel, which is another option that they had. Yeah. It's not, really a bring your own rope kind of affair is my guess i've never been there but right we, right. we talked about this with karate kid 2 also uh which is they've seen karate kid 2 yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they they filmed all over oahu right oahu was the stand-in for okinawa and the cinematography was great because they had great things to shoot you yeah. know like the, it was it, it was like a gift you know the landscape is beautiful and mm-hmm. so like the the scenes here around malibu are, are kind of the same. Like you, you just can, you just do it right and it's going to be good. But the problem is it's so discordant with the movie, you know, like the mm-hmm. overall movie is this crappy little high school kids versus adults thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, 
it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't all meld together at all. It, ever. It definitely harkens back. Like we talked about the tropes and stuff. I think it harkens back to some of the stuff we see in the earlier eighties where we're always trying to, where we've got this overbearing power that is coming down on a community or a small group of people. And they've got to overcome that, even though it's not right. necessarily on the surface as much as you might see otherwise, right. but it, it's still there. It is the you know, the big land developer, or the owner, yeah. or the person who wants to put in a, a highway or whatever, and some small town has to kind of band together. Right. Basically, it's Miyagi and and uh, and Daniel Sun, and maybe for a right. brief second, this woman, who, a girl who lived across the street, Robin who, Lively, Robin Lively, teen <laughs> witch herself. Yeah, yeah Robin. Oh, that's main... who she is. Yeah, yeah, Robin, right, oh, Ryan Reynolds' main squeeze. Gosh dang you know, it. Okay, I, I didn't, I mean, I could have looked it up, obviously, but it, while I'm watching it, I'm going, I know her face, I know who this is, I don't Sorry, know why no, I know that, that's You know not, her voice. Oh, you're, I know her voice? Yeah, I, I just, now, Robin, always now, has, Robin, has great voice. Right, go ahead, Randy. Robin Lively is, uh, is not uh, the right Ryan. Lively, you're thinking of Blake. Blake, Blake, Blake Lively is the Ryan, you're is the right. Ryan Reynolds squeeze. Oh, you're yeah, right. no, but the Teen Witch thing. Is relation between the two? Are they the sisters? The Lively sisters? <laughs> <laughs> They're very lively. I, don't I thought think... that was kind of weird in my head when I was thinking about it. I was like, isn't that who is Ryan? I don't think that's the fun one to read. No, hold on, I want to read this out loud. She's the daughter of talent manager Elaine Lively and her first husband, Ronnie Lively, younger sister of Lori Lively and Jason Lively, and older half-sister of Eric Lively and Blake oh, Lively. Oh, all right. So they're related. That's a lot of Livelies. There's a lot of Livelies. All living at living oh, large. But she still, she still knows Ryan. Maybe there's something that going on there that no one else is But she was definitely yeah, consciously picked it up what i was connecting to was the teen witch comment though i that's it that i, I mean yeah. i'm not a giant fan of teen teen witch whatever no of but, course not. but uh but that face is like oh i know her where do i know her from okay i'm not going to bother to look it up but i know her i'm sure i know her but i'm not looking it up <laughs> that was kind of the well and if, you, and if you blink you kind of miss her in this movie the the trivia that they've got which cracks me up is that um originally the plan was for her to be girlfriend number three to daniel son that he can't seem to hold on to for more than one movie Mm -hmm. and um because (laughs) she was 16 and he was 27 at the time of filming and married he said i think my wife would be jealous if i have an on-screen relationship with um with the 16 year old girl and he's 28 right or something like that right he's 27 and here's but it seems like that decision was made halfway during filming and they didn't want to go back and re-edit because yeah. at the very beginning, it's like, oh, she's totally into him. And she says, yeah, let's go out on a date. Pick me up tonight. And then comes back from the date and mm-hmm. realizes, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot to tell you. I've got yeah. a boyfriend, the, the one that, a, whose head I've tor- torn off that photo. We're getting back weakest, together. So, weakest excuse. <laughs> Just the so weakest. This is, totally. this, is, this is the trope of the film that I had the hardest time with. Like the this overall trope. Because it's a sequel, right? And that it's the trope of taking pieces off the board. And we've seen it in sequels before, right? Where you don't have, you don't have an actor for the movie or you don't need an actor that's been in the previous movies. So you, you explain them away. And yeah. this movie explains away way too many characters, you know, <laughs> like quickly, like right. a, on, a, yes. on a truck ride. It's like a over to the shop. They're like, mm-hmm. they're passing away. 
Kumiko, mm-hmm. like his right. girlfriend one, in part one two. Call, mm-hmm. One phone call uh, yeah. uh, takes two players off yep. the board, the You're mom right. and the uh, Japanese girlfriend. Right. With, what, yeah. What's his name? Martin Cove is apparently busy for the middle 80% of the movie. So we just send <laughs> no, him he's, he's, to uh, Tahiti. He's on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just send him to Tahiti. And and mom mom had to go take care of crazy dad. And like, just like it, it takes Louis. or uncle. It takes it takes everybody off the board. Because emphysema is always funny. It's hilarious. Sorry. And it kind of made me, it kind of made me wonder, I think the movie would have been better if they hadn't explained that. Mm. Oh, absolutely. It would have been better. I always, I always prefer the list is pretend like it never happened over the explanation because, but it was weird because his girlfriend from part two, like they, not only did they like strip her of any humanity, they just like this really dug into it. Oh yeah. She was, she found uh she apparently found a dancing crew that she was really into. And so now she's decided to stay and do that. And I'm like, what? I don't but also, the dancing thing also a like, bit, but I'm much. This movie starts like presumably days after the second one ends. Yeah. So, yeah. so he just went through a terrible breakup. You would think he would still feel something, you know, this is like, the next yeah. year. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. So he. Well, I mean, no, uh, no, no. Oh, really? Next year after the no, the next year after the competition. Oh. Summertime. Oh. Yeah, he had the he had the end of school year uh, fight, and then through the summertime, that's how he got away from. He was in everything. Okinawa for the summer. In Okinawa, and then he comes back in the fall in time to start college. So that's kind of our time. <laughs> in time to spend all his college money on. Miyagi's right. Okay. So, <laughs> stuff. And and yeah. by the way, he's he's the character is seventeen here, yeah. and that's that's important because. Uh, the division that he fights mm-hmm. in is the under 18, 18 division. Right. They say it very clearly mm-hmm. during the tournament, yeah, very, which which uh, means the bad guy kid is also 17, right. which Zero makes weight. no sense. Suddenly, right. <laughs> no, no, wait, what? The, the mustache twirling bad guy hired a 17-year-old kid from out of town mm-hmm. to right. come? <laughs> no, no, that can't, right. I can't put Paid my brain around this. to come to town you and mean the uh, live in his house. That's really yeah. weird. I described, him, I described him in my notes as uh, he's Michael Keatley. He's like if Michael Keaton and Billy Zane had a baby that accidentally <laughs> got switched at the hospital and was raised by Steven Seagal. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Yeah. I have to concede something. The entire movie. He made faces that I couldn't place. He kept making these faces, and I thought, why is that face familiar? And it's not (laughs) any other work he's done. I looked up his IMDb, and I'm like, I don't know anything else you've done. This is all blips on the radar. None of this makes sense. I've not seen you before. Why are you so familiar? It's the Michael Keaton faces. Yeah, he's doing the Michael Uh, Keaton faces throughout the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. That's I mean, not until this moment could I pinpoint it. (laughs) Now it's there. Now I see it. And And it's like old Keaton, like... Like yes, n- Mr. Mom era Keaton. Yes, yes, yes. like pre pre so, Batman even like Keaton. It's just weird. Yeah, we're talking about a guy named uh, Thomas Ian Griffith. Yeah, and uh, this he got an introducing uh, cast uh, in this movie. It was basically the first thing he got to be in a movie for, and uh, he gets he gets the role by virtue of a, a several things, knowing the right people, but also he was a pretty experienced martial artist. Uh, in uh, you know earlier in his life, and he's huge. Yeah, very and, tall. Like so. Yeah. So they really, really uh, like they they bring him in, and they get a lot of work from this guy. Like you can really tell the the fighting is upped in this movie mm-hmm. from the previous movies. It's not. It's all. It's shot further back. You get to see 
people fighting and it's mostly Thomasy and Griffith doing moves and he's and he's real good and he's such a he's like a pro wrestler when he fights Miyagi oh my gosh mm-hmm. man that he I is. wish the fight was 20 minutes long because that was so <laughs> freaking great yeah it is about his only I mean the the fighting aspect is about his best talent because it certainly isn't the acting of um <laughs> subtlety of like oh let's you see don't, should you I, don't should think mugging behind a wall is his right, forte? Exactly. Yeah. i'll just hang back here and wait for him to realize he's <laughs> playing right into my hand that was so bad like every moment i love of, hated it every moment of his walk toward the camera make a smirk face while he's pulling off his little ruse just made me yes. want to reach through the TV and break his face in half. I cannot. I, I love stand hated it. it. I love hated it uh, because. He well, was he's so not. Good he's also it. really bad in this. By the way, let's. Can I make one? I want to make one thing really clear. The movie itself is really disjointed and goofy and bad, but he's terrible. Like he is, the acting. I, no, that's what Yeah, it's not just a bad character. He's a bad actor playing a bad character. Yes, I, I disagree. I don't think he's necessarily a bad actor. I think he was believable as. Is playing one minute playing believably nice. He has this two faced ability. That's you can't always have that. In a, in he a, he looked like somebody was going to ask somebody to touch his wiener any second. That's the kind of guy. Well, like is. I said, he's he's very <laughs> two faced because you want to believe him when you see him because his smile is so unarming. You believe it, and you're like, oh, he's just a goof. He's fine. He's just a goof. And then he's like, and then he starts moving and he's like, wow, this guy is really impressive and he really is dangerous. Mm. Plus he does all of his plotting like a James Bond villain from a hot tub or a sauna. So (laughs) you gotta appreciate that. Yeah. That's the other thing. The owner of some. Bring in the 17 year old. Martha, bring in the 17 year old. By the way, the way that, the way that we treat CEOs these days where they're, they're like superstars and less CEOs and more superstars. Like everyone knows who Bill Gates is. Everyone knew Steve Jobs was like, everybody knows who these magnates are in today's world. And he maybe even in that world, there's no way this guy isn't known enough where Daniel son's like, Oh, just a dude with the ponytail that wants to teach me how to do this. (laughs) Like, like you'd know, you'd know who that is. I would think. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because he's uh he is the head of a waste disposal, toxic waste disposal uh, company. So I think he could probably get away with really not knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie was written by a twelve-year-old, and like that, it makes total. <laughs> I would sense say thirteen, who, who, was, who had just seen Karate Kid one, a twelve-year-old yeah. who had just finished watching it, Karate actually, Kid. Actually, I think one. it was yeah. a twenty-two-year-old who looked like a twelve-year-old who had just seen Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah, really, another, really... another fun piece of trivia is the fact that this guy uh, Thomas Ian uh, Griffith is four months younger than yeah. Um, yeah. Ralph Macchio. Whoa, yeah. shut up. What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. yeah. I didn't yes. see that. That's weird. That's what I was saying at the, in my yeah. intro or at the top of the thing. 11-year-old face on a 28-year-old body. He's starting to look like there's an adult body there. Yeah. But that yeah, head exactly. is just yeah. a child's head. What the crap? Yeah. So weird to me. And yeah, there's like, a point where it goes from, oh, man, you're doing such a great job of keeping yourself looking young. That's awesome, too. I think there might be something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and maybe there is, and we're, you know we don't know. I don't know, but he he's got like Ralph Macchio today is sixty. Wow, something 50, yeah. f- f- fifty-eight. He's fifty. Okay, fifty. Okay, eight, wait, 58. sixty-one. Is that right? He's, he's born sixty-one. Sixty. He and I. He and I have the same birthday, and uh, I, I can do this math. Oh, very nice. And All right. So and he still looks like he's. He looks like he's 30. just entering his thirties. 
Yeah. You know what's yeah. weird? This uh, we had the same birthday. I have almost the same birthday as Thomas Ian Griffith by one one day. Chat. I like that you say birthday. That I like. Birthday. Yeah. Birthday. It's birthday. Like Kiefer. Yeah. Ke- <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Kiefer. <laughs> yeah, and, Whatever, and, Martha. <laughs> and, and I just want to. I just want to say again. It's like a movie written by a twelve-year-old. It makes total sense, mm. right? Like mm. you. You have already the the person who wrote it clearly loved the first movie, cribbed the second one, didn't really watch it, mm-hmm. uh, because by because by this point, if you if you include the second one in the story of the third one, uh, Ralph Macchio's character is a really really good fighter, mm-hmm. and so we have to somehow take away a, a lot of his skill from him, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, uh, it's a like. It's the opposite of the Luke Skywalker effect, right? Mm-hmm. Where in, instead of him suddenly becoming incredibly strong, right? He's like been anyway. So you your your twelve year old writer has not watched the second movie, re- loves the first movie, and thinks that's how the world works, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You I actually you think train that, for a thing, mm-hmm. and I, adults I are trying to write for a twelve year old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think is I think is a, a a good right. For uh, if your target audience is 12, 13, which it should have been. Was I it though? Because the first one felt like it was written for everybody. It felt like you oh, could yeah, enjoy abs- it on every level. But by, by part three, they learned to own and understand this is 1989. Most of their audience is probably 12, 13 in that. Yeah, eight, but they're age aging. Range. So any of them that care about the two previous movies are, are not getting What's what I'm saying? Other. You're going to be targeting new kids. You're not going to be targeting... I guess so. I think that's a oh, miss. Kids. That's a miscalculation on their point part. I think you're probably right, but they're they're I, wrong to do it. I, I got to keep comparing this to Star Wars though, because there's a there's a thing here where it's like this movie ends it precisely as the first movie ended, you know. And so it's like it, it's like oh well, another Death Star. I guess we're gonna have to blow that up too, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just like not, they they can't figure out a way out. It, it, the most refreshing thing in this movie is that he doesn't get the girl mm. that they decide to be just friends. Like that's so nice. Mm-hmm. I was so glad yeah. because yeah. it wasn't just like the previous movie. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't Daniel uh, LaRusso's decision that he doesn't get the girl. It was, uh, yeah, it was Ralph Macchio's decision. Yeah, he didn't get the girl. That's I completely agree. By the way, it this certainly wasn't a screenwriter. If there was a screenwriter, it certainly <laughs> didn't feel like like there was any dialogue actually written for this movie. Or do you think that they just said, "All right, in this scene, uh, you're going to talk him into buying the uh, buying the pottery shop or I mean, buying the"? Right. Um, it definitely the felt like shop. it. The the def- shop. It definitely felt okay. like that. Like they were actually, just sort of winging. Go. <laughs> I actually think that's a that's a sign of some good acting and it's mostly by Pat Morita. Yeah. You can like because you feel like Pat Morita's just making up his lines, mm-hmm. but that means he actually had lines and they're good and he's a good delivery. You know what I mean? Like I I, I think yeah, I think Pat Morita Pat Morita does a Graham Morita does a great job of that. <laughs> I don't think Ralph Macchio knows how to vamp and fill no. fill space. Oh, he knows he, how to vamp. Yeah, I don't know if it's he knows how to rant. It's more like ranting. He likes to ranting. Yeah. He likes to lose his yes. mind. No, I think that that okay. So you you touched on an important point. And by the way, I just wanted to make the before I forgot. Thomas Ian Griffith uh, played Terry in this. We have seen him before in the form of Triple uh, X was the other movie we've seen him in. In this, on, but he uh, was only like he was one of the bad guys, right? And they, yes, they didn't talk much. He right? was a bad agent yeah. guy, and he was he both was a bad yeah. karate agent. I'm sure. I think. Right. Wait, hold on. He was in both State of the. No, he was just in the one. He's in Triple X, and I can't remember what, how he's what his demise was. But was he like um, one of the weirdest? Hmm. The, the weirdest guys? thing. Uh, it might it might have been. 
Sorry, you want to finish that thought before no, go, I go, go, go? No, 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 no. Go ahead. That's it. The weirdest thing in this guy's filmography, Thomas Ian Griffith, is that he played Rock Hudson in a made-for-television uh, crime drama oh. based on Rock Hudson. Oh, really? <laughs> That's wild. Weird. Yes. A year, a year after Karate Kid Part Three. Okay. Well, he's also in Time Cop: The Berlin Decision, a direct-to-video. Yeah, it's a direct-to-video sequel of Time Cop. Which and I've once not again, seen. just want to put it out there. Uh, looking for Time Cop. We yep. have not watched Time Cop for uh, Film Sack. I can't wait to. What? What? We've seen we've Time, watched Cop. time we've Cop. That was like one of the first things we ever it's watched. A joke. He's joking. He's, He's joking, right? Yeah, it has to be joking. Here it is. Episode 61, January yeah. 2011. The one about Time Cop. Yeah, because He's, remember. You're playing with us. You're toying with us. Because what's his name touched himself and turned to a purple goo. It's a, we made silver. fun of the stupid cars because they weren't really future cars. They were just cars with skirts oh, on Oh, man. Them. Our, memories, our memories of Time Cop are a little by the too way, specific. It, by the way, for Time Cop 2. For whatever reason, they just couldn't land uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme for the sequel. Uh, <laughs> right, they ended right, up with right. Jason Scott Lee as the oh, uh, time cop. Oh, I like him, though. Two. I do like him. Yeah. But that's a direct-to-video piece of shit, and we should never watch it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, where, where I was heading after that was something I was going to say, and I totally forgot. Uh, we were talking uh, about uh, well, Thomas, Thomas Ian Griffith was Agent Jim McGrath in the Triple X series. Yes. So would, oh, I know. Sorry, I was going to keep. I was going to keep moving in the Pat Morita direction because he, this movie in particular, and I've not, I've never seen four. We will probably get to it at some point with the girl. Uh, but the girl. he he was always like this important part of these movies. Obviously, he's like central to it. Yeah. But in this particular case, he is the only. He feels like he is uh, truly slumming it in this. By by that I mean he he is so above the material. He is so much right. better than anything going on around him. He just doesn't deserve this. Like Pat Morita right. was isn't this is an amazing iconic character and it should live in people's memories forever. But man in three is he just is story, he just a shining stone a, in a toilet yeah. is what he is. A, he's the like, imagine a toilet full of poo with a little diamond in it. He's the diamond in the poo it, all around. It him. feels like he probably spent his wad on two and said, this is my this is my he, magnum opus for the karate kid is we're going to Okinawa. I'm, I'm, you know, heavy acting with me and my estranged brother. But we got to work together in the end and all that. And then by three is like, oh, sorry, I, I put it all out there in two. I'm well, done, he, guys. He did spend he spent all of his money in two. That was explained away as well during the little card ride over. It's like car ride over. It's like, why why don't I have any money to make a open up a bonsai shop? Oh, because uh, we built a house, rebuilt a house for <laughs> the money. bonsai shop that he never ever expressed any interest in never, wanting to open before. Ever. Yeah. And Danielson's like pushed him full force. You're you're opening a bonsai <laughs> We're shop. Follow I'm not. This you're, doing, you're doing it. <laughs> We're gonna follow this brand new dream of yours. I've already, kills I've, already right, I've already spent my college money on it and i went and plucked the tree out the at the thing i I'd did it like i to, plucked it i'd also like to point out that this could only really work back when uh the audience which is a bunch of white americans had never heard right. of bonsai or really thought about it mm-hmm. like so now 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 we're able to say though oh this is a very special thing that you never see in nature and you could ne- almost never find and it's worth thousands of dollars if you find one and and you know like don't think about this do not think about this we're just gonna go with it yeah like the special tree grows on a cliff down a hole like just yeah special it. special bonsai lore created just for uh, the american audiences <laughs> of the time that killed it uh but they they this idea that he's but i guess my overriding point is i agree with i agree with you Ibit, that the story potential ended with two 
But I think Pat Morita is still the best thing in this. And he feels out of place because he's so good in it. Yeah. Just by default. Just by default, by existing in the movie, he's better right. than anything going on around him. So anytime he'd talk and you'd get kind of the cool Japanese music in the background, I'd go, mm-hmm. all right, there we go. This is what I came here for. And a little bit of Pat Morita. That, yeah. That's what I like about this the series. It is is uh for the most part, it stays on the side of honoring uh Japanese culture and specifically the martial arts mm-hmm. that they express in this film. They they do a pretty good job of bringing that uh to our attention as American viewers. And so, of course, we we consume it and say, you know what's cool? Sweep the leg. We should do a crane kick too. That'll all be cool. But right. I do appreciate what the movie is trying to bring, and it seems to be pretty reverent uh, in that area. Yeah, I like yeah. that. And yeah. it's whether it's you know true to any actual traditions or any of that, it still works because he's just so believable, and he's got this face and the way he does the voice yeah. and everything. And I don't he know brings that, this taste that dude's great. Sure. Yeah, he's great, and it bummed me out I, because I the would leave this- it more if he had uh, if he had an apron on and uh, you know worked at a place called Arnold's. But- <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's a deep cut for the kids. Hey, kids, check out. Go look up. Uh, uh, what's it called? Happy Days. Go look for a show Happy called days. Happy Days. Yeah. And then you'll understand what the hell. Brian was he, and I'm trying to remember, what was the order between him and Al? Because it was Al's, Al's first. restaurant. Al's restaurant. Right. Okay, so it was Al, yeah. and then Pat Morita took over after Al right. Molinero died. Yeah. Right. And to me, Al, so when you say Al, the guy, that the character that played yeah. Al, here's what I picture yeah. in my head. I picture one of those weird Popeye Island people. With the huge nose. <laughs> the, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the the the, the cartoon? The, the cartoon. The geek. Alice the geek. I kind think of so. Geek. Yeah. There's something about when just geek. just invoking his name, saying Al from Happy Days. <laughs> I immediately visually go to the geek looking big is nose, Alice whatever. The geek is that right? I don't Alice remember the name. Jeep, isn't it? Don't say Jeep or something. It is like isn't that. It something related to that. I can't remember. Geek. Jeep. Something geek. Like Whoa, Hold on. Oh man. Popeye. Uh, Here it is. It's the Jeep. Eugene the oh, Jeep. Oh, Alice the Goon. No, Alice the Goon is the... Uh, oh, maybe that's a... But this Jeep is also like a... It's like an animal with a big nose. It's a total Popeye thing. I, I don't know why that happens to me, but that actor, whoever that is, he's the guy. That's the face. That's what I see. <laughs> Sorry. That was a bit of a sidetrack, but... Uh, and funny. I think I actually uh, got it backwards. I think actually... Uh, I think Rita was first... And then, and then Al took over. Then Al, yeah. Oh, oh, really? Restaurant to Al, yeah. Because Arnold got married in season three and leaves the restaurant to Al DeVecchio. Oh, Hmm. I didn't know. I was thinking that backwards. Interesting. Okay. Well, that was a that's early happy days. Then that's like early. Yeah, early happy days. (laughs) Wow. When you find that. I see exactly what you're talking about, though. When you find a picture of Al and that nose, there's like the first (laughs) photo that comes up of Al Molinaro does look like the island people from Popeye. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? I see exactly what you're saying. All right, it's not me just being crazy it's, here. It's not It's not you. Every, right. uh, as you know, every TV show has a wiki. And so what? I've just been looking at the, at the Happy Days wiki. <laughs> and I need you guys to see a shot of Pat Morita. I have just put it in our uh, Discord chat. Okay, I'm looking. This picture of Pat Morita, I don't know what, I just can't stop oh, looking at Oh, I it. love it. <laughs> That's a great photo of him. Yeah. Yeah. Listener, great. you can't see it. So let me figure Suck this out. Up. This this dude dies in 2005. Um, right. It's at the age of 73. 73. Yeah. yeah, a little early. The guy was great. Should have been around longer. Anyway, 
Um, somehow though, didn't that during that time, he he was in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different things after that, all the way up to 2014. Almost oh, ten wow. years of of new new things being released where he is in them. Mm. And I don't know how that works. Like, did he <laughs> film a bunch of things? Was he? Is this? Is he? Was it holograms? Was <laughs> yeah. it? Because uh, in was one of like, them, he's he's. Was in, it like something... that Buddy Holly video where they did the Happy Days thing? How did they do it? Superimpose somebody. Do you remember the movie oh, Blunt yeah, the, movie? The, 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 Weezer. The, the yeah. movie Blunt movie. He plays Mr. Miyagi in it. But how was he in it? I don't remember <clears throat> a movie called Blunt movie. 2013 it was some kind of like stoner smoker comedy <laughs> what oh yeah it's a it, yeah it's a it's a kentucky fried movie so it, it's gotcha. pat, it's they used pat morita's voice from things he had done previously. oh so it's just a voice thing okay then there's he's tom and something called act your age from the year before that and or in 2011 rather and he's just in it <laughs> like i don't get it it's a really weird thing but anyway That's a lot of posthumous yeah, uh, isn't it performances you usually always, one or two yeah, like yeah Heath Ledger we had like you know uh, Dr. Parnassus whatever that thing was the the um and the house of the but, uh, but about or... two two years after you're dead you're not making anything new <laughs> right exactly right, right. you had a lot of found footage of Pat Morita yeah and sometimes it'll be like oh here's his name but it's because there was a documentary and he was himself or you know sure. they just used old footage or whatever but this is a long list I, I'm just not used to seeing 10 years of content from somebody after they pass but but there it is. Um, I remember being really sad when he died. I remember feeling mm-hmm. like, oh, man. Sure. The guy from my young boyhood who's just not there now. It sucks. I didn't like it. Yeah. No, sir, I didn't. <laughs> By uh, the way, I uh, I love that uh, Jackie Chan is the spiritual successor to Pat Morita. I feel like that is the best passing of torch that you could yeah. have ever possibly had. Completely agree. But I'm reminded yeah. that when we sacked the first Karate Kid movie, I had a former coworker come up to me later and uh, express a lot of real dissatisfaction with the fact that the Jaden Smith, Jackie Chan karate kid was not called the Kung Fu kid because it's set in China and Mm -hmm. China and Japan hate each other. And what is karate in Japan is Kung Fu in China and they do not cross over. And I just, I got a talking to Mm. about how when we sack, this movie with Jaden Smith that we're uh, participating in this Americanization of the conflict between Japan and China. And Oh my God. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> it's wow. Well, they, I love that. Yeah. movie, So they can bite me. I think it's great. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just like I, we, yes, it's true over here in North America. We are kind of unaware of just how much across all of China, Japan is hated like it all goes back yeah. to that world war ii when you know as much as we hate nazis well some they, of it goes back were, further than that because like uh, oh yeah, yeah south yeah. korea and japan too. have like a really sorted history of of yeah. uh invasion and taking stuff over i mean japan just treated treated south korea like they were their bitch for years um <laughs> So it's like anyway, there's a lot. There's I all sorts of ancient. Sip of my water, Scott. I know. There's all there's all I, kinds of like ancient things, uh, uh, conflicts in Asia that we that? are woefully unaware of. Like there's no well, way. What that, was that movie with? Uh, oh my God! Why am I forgetting his name? Ben Affleck's buddy. 
Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, oh, uh, Matt Damon. Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. What was that movie he was in? Wasn't he in a movie that that addressed a lot of this? Uh, the Martian. Uh, these oh. issues <laughs> that were going on between. Uh, uh, I don't know between China and Japan. Is that is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know what that what is. Was I watching? What was it? I don't know. It sounds like it might be good. I'd watch that. You know, I like that Matt yeah, Damon. I, I like that feller. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, he's an actor. I'm going like, to do some more research. Like I, yeah. I like them apples. <laughs> I like them apples. Hey, did you There's guys notice Matt Damon hater haters out there though? Don't, don't fool yourself. I know we don't do a well, sign. Just Jimmy Kimmel. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't right. care who hates who. He's a good actor. All right. Hey, check this out. Did you guys notice? I don't know if you guys do in your own head like I do, but I do, I do Seinfeld connections every week, even though we only focus oh. on the Star Trek connections. This one had, uh, the lady who played Mrs. Choate in a bunch of episodes and they were down at uh, Del Boca Vista there on the episodes of Seinfeld, one of the old ladies that lived in their retirement home that Jerry's parents lived in. Uh, she's played by the actress. Oh, shite. I just lost her name. Yeah, but she's the one that was getting kicked. She's the grandma that was getting kicked out of the apartment. It's grandma. At the early part of the movie of this movie where she was like, ah, you're, you're mom. you got to call your mom. Uh, we're getting kicked out of her. Remember the eviction thing? The, do you guys remember this lady, Francis Bay? Here. Yeah, barely. Yes. No. All I right. Mean, that, here. Here. I'm putting her in the thing. Okay, there. Okay. Look, well, look at I her. I wasn't even close on my thing, by the way, while you're talking about that. Look at yeah. that lady. No, I don't know what movie I'm thinking about. Book of Vista. I thought she's the one who was... Uh, who tried to buy the uh, the loaf of bread? That oh, Jerry the marble wanted. rye. The marble. The marble rye. rye. Yeah, I think she's <laughs> she's marble rye. All right, you're right, <laughs> Mrs. Cho. You're right, Mrs. Choate's the marble rye lady. You're totally right. Uh, anyway, but we know her from things like Happy Gilmore yeah. and tons of movies. She was in everything. Twin Peaks, The Missing Pieces, and that 2014 yeah. was the last thing she did. Like she's just like all over the damn I place. I don't know what that is. That that wasn't the. That wasn't the the new season. I think that was like an added thing that they did between the new season and the old season. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Was she in an old? Was she on the old show? The not that I remember. She might have been. Oh, she I was mean, in she, Fire Walk with me for sure. Um, Fire Walk with me. Okay. Um, ninety. It would have been ninety 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 one, right? For oh 20. no! You know what? She made one appearance in uh, Twin oh, Peaks nineteen no. nineties original oh, series as Mrs. Trimond. Mrs. Tremond. Huh. So okay. apparently she's like one of those weird, like she only showed up once in the series, but hey, what if she showed up again later? Kind of like right, exactly. They, I mean, Lynch brought so many people back from Fire Walk with me, from uh, the regular, the the original show. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, and now I've learned something else. Also, she was in the original Karate Kid as Lady with Dog. I assume this is the <laughs> same lady. Uh, she was in. She skipped two, but between all of this. She's in every damned thing made, like every TV show. Her first thing yeah, was I mean, in Kojak sure. in 76, and then just nothing but work. Work, 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 right up till she died. She was just a, she was cranking it. Died God, at, so much stuff. Big Top Pee Wee. Uh, you yeah. said that, uh, Alf. Yeah. Wild at Heart. So she Alf. worked with uh, Lynch a lot. Yeah. She liked Lynch a lot. Lynch, Lynch a lot. lot. That's, Lynch that's, a lot. It's fun to say. Sir Lynch a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 92 yeah. years old, died in uh, 2011. Uh, just every time I'd see that lady, I'd just go, Seinfeld, marble rye. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the give me the damn bread, lady, or whatever he says, and then runs away from her. <laughs> she was running down the street with it, yeah. <laughs> she was in the finale pointing at him, saying he was the one that took her marble, marble rye. Oh, that's right, yes. This is Choate. Anyway, hey, we haven't had a montage in a while. That was great, right? A dual, oh. a dual montage, like yeah. uh, yeah. like here's what each of our um, 
uh, battlers are doing during this time. Mm-hmm. And it was it, we haven't had that since what, like Rocky uh, Four? Or, oh right, yeah, we saw yeah, uh, Dolph Lundgren and him doing it at the same Dolph time. Dolph Lundgren, right? Both training simultaneously. Mm-hmm. One running in the ocean waves and hugging, and the other one actually doing real training, <laughs> doing real work. Can, can I have a triple alert on all this? Yeah, of course. Hold on. Beep, beep, beep. When you're when your henchmen are a bunch of white boys, man, I yeah. can't tell them apart. They're all so <laughs> interchangeable. It was like there was okay, so we have the guy we hired, yeah, and he's a little bit taller, but for some reason mm-hmm. he's not the main henchman. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand right. why. The main henchman is the kid with the chain, right? The yeah. Right, the and, and he yeah. and he looks a little bit like Sean Astin, but let's face it, mm-hmm. they all look like Sean Astin because, <laughs> like, like it's just such a trope. Like, mm-hmm. why not? Why not give me some differential between these white boys? They, they like they all had the same haircut, which I guess was. <laughs> was really like super cutting edge cool in 1988 or whatever. Yep. But anyway, the, the actually the main henchman, the one that looks a little bit like Sean Aston, is this guy named, uh, Sean Canan, right? Sean, Canan. Sean, Sean Canan. He's known mostly f- yeah. for, uh, tons and tons of, uh, daytime, um, soap opera roles. That's mostly what this dude. Yeah. Is. He's are, all are about Mike Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. And he actually oh, ends up, no, not, not Mike Barnes. The, the short, uh, snake, uh, Jonathan. Oh, Allen. I'm thinking of the Mike Barnes guy. That's not Sean. Yeah, Mike you're, Barnes you're is, a, is our the, warrior. You're the kid with the chain, right? The kid with yeah, the, the chain. Chain, chain. Chain is Jonathan Alveson. And he okay. has no photo in here. Rightly so. He was terrible in this. <laughs> and why would have put one of uh, Sean? <laughs> once again, put in there. But he played I, druggy in Rocky Five. <laughs> oh, I also, can, also I can directed access by this my 12 year old brain and explain this all. Like mm. I. When I when I rem- remember what it was like to watch this as a kid, I'm just like, oh, this makes total sense because the guy that you brought in as your hitman doesn't need to be taking any chances. He's busy training, mm-hmm. so you have these right. uh, this mm-hmm. other lead hitman who actually gets more lines mm-hmm. somehow, and he's the one that is always pestering uh, uh, the Daniel Larusso to sign a piece of paper. And by right, the way, right. flimsiest. Uh, plot point ever. Yeah. Why don't he just back out? I mean, if he signs the paper, he doesn't have to actually show up. It's yeah. just like all these things are just, you know, it's like this weird, maybe 17 year old. Bonding. You, I signed it, Rain. You'll do so. Right. Oh, so like, good. So good. For giving me the rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, but he's, yeah, I wanted to grab, I wanted to grab Snake by the, uh, by the chain and just, yeah, throw him on the floor. He's but extraordinarily he did, he, terrible they, in this. I can't yeah. stand him in it. But they played. They played it pretty good. They played. Uh, he played good karate, bad karate. They they did that. They went in there with the when they were trying to attempt him to do it. I just don't know what his what his why do you, why does he exist? So he would have been twenty nine the year he made this. Just just right, older Snake, than Daniel Reluso. Snake. Why yeah. why is he your henchman at all? He doesn't. He's not good at the karate. He's not he's, good at anything. Yeah. He's uh, Terry's son, I think. I think that's the. Uh, oh, is that the no. allocation? Not old. Terry's son. Uh, that is hilarious, oh, though. No. I, see that. I think no. it was. In, hold on, I gotta find this. I think it was in the trivia that he's that really. He's, oh, he, did, he was definitely employed by Terry, and Terry said that from the hot tub. He said that uh, Terry here, if you want to get into some trouble, uh, 
hang out with Terry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Can you Terry. imagine? Yeah, it's right here. Jonathan Alvidson, son of the film's director, John G. Alvidson, ah, explains a lot. Yeah. Screen the tested director. for the part of Mike Barnes. He did such a fine job that the role of Snake Silver, Terry's son, was created especially for him. He did such a fine job that he didn't get the role he auditioned for when he's the son of the director. Oh, <laughs> right. oh man. You did a fine job, son. Okay. Um, put him in a secondary role, Snake. This makes sense to me now. Whenever you get nepotism, with your movies things go bad yeah. i've i've seen the uh, godfather part three dude there's a problem with that movie and it all comes down right. to hiring your daughter to be in it who's fine otherwise and she's great yeah. she's a great director all that stuff's fine but the minute you start bringing your kids in for like la- right. for acting roles your movie goes to I, shit yeah this this movie was already headed down that path anyway so i'm gonna give this a pass and go i like it for popular culture reasons so i guess so dude i don't know slide. man it's bumming, if, bumming if, me if out. If this is a fantastic film and he was like, the, he was the thing that was ruining it, I yeah. could be on your side. Yeah, no, you're right. right. He's, he's, just, he's, he's just part of it. Really just one extra he's, fly in the scene. Yeah, he's just one extra fly. He's a little, he's a little pepper you threw in with, you know, your soup. It makes it a little bit spicy. Doesn't make right. it any better. By the way, if you had to rank, so, so this, you know, his dad did this and Rocky Five. If you had to rank right. one above the other. What's worse, oh, Karate God. Kid 3 or... Do you like your pile of poop over here? Or do you like this pile <laughs> of poop this, over here? I think this is worse than Rocky Five only because Ooh. it doesn't tread any new ground. Yeah. And, and Rocky Five at least tries to... Is that Johnny... Is that Gunn or is that... Tommy Gunn? No. Five, yeah, Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. Tommy, Tommy Gunn, Gunn, yeah. In yeah. Five, where he's trying to... He's trying to... Or no, he... He goes back... He basically says, hey, what if Rocky went back to kind of... To Fight. be a trainer. To be a trainer. Of, right. yeah. Took on the role, matured to that point. Yeah, a bad idea, generally speaking, but still, it kind of makes sense. I mean, that, that actually works in the Apollo movies because uh, he's right. basically Apollo's, comes back the as Creed his movies. trainer. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Creed, sorry. And they're and he's great in that. Like, that's yeah. just because someone who's good at making movies made them. <laughs> not this Not this guy. <laughs> Right. Which really <laughs> bums me out because, look, I don't want to, I don't want to throw too much shade on John G. Avildsen, but his, uh, Track record is he has some he has some good movies under his belt. The original Rocky's great. The sure. original Karate the original Kid is Karate great. Kid, yeah, yeah. What happened? What happened there? Uh, for Keeps was a pretty good. Lean on me. That was good. Yeah, was lean good. on me. He's very I, good. You know, as much crap as we give this movie, I remembered a lot more movie from. I remember more from this movie than I thought I remembered. Mm. Uh, and I I don't know. Nineteen eighty nine. Being you know I was early in high school maybe so it seemed kind of childish but i kind of also appreciated that i was able to kind of transport myself back a little bit because it was kind of over the top maniacal still with terry silver being one of the all-time great bad guys maniacal just laughing just constantly well, yeah because when you're that young everything seems better than it actually is right right yeah. And that's my that's my that's my biggest difference between what, seeing it as a kid and then all these years go by. I've, I have not watched this movie. I've never watched this movie as an adult until yesterday. And like that, the biggest difference for me is I'm looking at the bad guys, going, "Wow, they are real, real cartoon villains." Yeah. Like there's not mm-hmm. there's nothing here that's actual realist realistic. If you had his money, this silver guy. If you had a mansion with a hot tub and and cigars, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even think about doing yeah. anything that he does. Mm-hmm. It would never right. cross your mind mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do what he does. Once again, and, flimsy, and re- flimsy life debt that he owes Crease 
Mm-hmm. And that's the whole motivation. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're still supposed to believe, by the way, that at the end of this, uh, they're they're done. Oh well, I guess he bested us. We're done. I, yeah. I you know, we're not yeah. going to go after him or do anything else to him. He's got this balsa wood shop uh, right there next to yeah. the train tracks, and yeah. uh, we certainly are not going to do anything to that. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It's all over. Yeah. Finite. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys uh, happily ever after? By the way, this uh, John, I wanted to say this uh, John G. Avildsen uh, also directed a movie that, as soon as it's available, uh, I want to put it on film sec. But um, Neighbors, not the Neighbors oh, with uh, Seth yeah. Rogen and uh, oh, the old one, Zach Efron, the old one with yeah. with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd that I barely remember. I just remember feeling so uncomfortable. I was only eleven <laughs> when it came out, yeah. but I remember feeling so uncomfortable during the whole movie, and I feel like it's uh, yeah. Based on its star power and its uh, quirky oh, nature, I think and, it'd be a good and, and by the way, if you are still looking for that Matt Damon movie that that I talked about earlier, yeah. it doesn't exist. It's only in my <laughs> mind. For some reason, okay. I I plopped in Matt Damon in a movie called Silence. I finally found what I was talking about. It has Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, Liam Neeson. Not even close. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> in my head. Wait, that movie's. Those and three, it's not even about the subject that I was talking about. It's about uh, 17th century yeah, uh, that's Portuguese the, missionaries. That's a Scorsese movie about, about, yeah, missionaries going, 17th century missionaries way, going back to Japan. Fantastic movie. It's a great movie, but it's very weird for a Scorsese movie. It's very odd for him. Yeah. Not, and most people don't even know he made it. Like it's just a. Yeah, odd, I didn't even know about this. Wow. Oh, I liked it. You want to see Adam Driver look like he hasn't eaten in about eight months? Watch yeah, that it's movie. The, it's the film. Yeah, because that's what he's playing as, right? Yeah, he's, that's he's not like really a, one of the things that I look for for a movie, but I, but I, <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from. No, he goes. He, there's a at the end. There's a big sandwich on the table, and he goes, "I will finish what I started." <laughs> it's certainly got to be better than the shirtless shot from uh, Force Awakens or uh, Agree to Disagree. Last Jedi, whichever yeah, one. That's too many what, what sandwiches. They called, they called him Darth Swallow. Yeah, Darth Swole, yeah. <laughs> it's ben, Swallow. ben Swallow. Yeah, that was a what a weird visual. That still is. The, the way yeah. his chest just jumps out. But you want to see that chest gone completely, watch the movie Brian's talking about, and you'll see mm. that. Yeah. Uh, by, the, silence. yeah. by the way, I couldn't stop thinking this whole movie uh, that California is so tiny. It's just such a tiny, tiny place. Mm. And you can be in Reseda one minute and Malibu Beach the next, and you didn't have to drive for an hour through the canyons mm. south of Reseda. Yep. And you can, you can be at the Devil's Cauldron, which is two hours north of san francisco yeah like that is a long damn way away like i like i would say it's a full day drive yeah like like right, right. 12 hours yeah because <laughs> just to that from thing. la to san francisco is already a giant drive and then another two hours north it's, and then not accounting for traffic or anything that's ridiculous yeah they acted and like all that like, stuff was next door to each other it's weird it's like i'm glad they stuck with california but did they have to yeah. really yeah they should have, you know, take California. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I I had a I had a problem with this movie with uh, Daniel Mann. He uh, <laughs> he he uh, he went. He knew how important the bonsai tree was. Uh-huh. Yet he went and uh, he went and dug it up. Yeah, and uh, never even once thought about selling just even one of those classic cars right. out there that are worth probably right. ten thousand dollars a piece. Oh, right. Yes. yes. I'm I mean, like he, he, he decided to, like. Oh, yeah, Daniel only owned one of them, the one that, well, and, that and uh, when, Miyagi gave him. But uh, when Miyagi sells one of his, Daniel's offended. Why right. would you do that? Oh right. my God! I mean, like, yeah. what? 
What do you mean? Why would I do that? I got too many cars. Come on. I got, I got like six cars. There. I can't, I can't even drive one of them. I can't walk. I can't wax them all. Come on. Right. Wax them on. <laughs> wow. That was like $10,000 to the tree. That's kind of, that. that's what made me think about those eighties films where the community had to come together and find 10,000, always 10,000 or $5,000. Always a round number. Yeah. To get, you know, it's always either a contest or some kind of object you got to get so you can sell it so that you (laughs) can overcome the bad guy. If you just had that much money. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, a semester at college is like 375 or something. Yeah. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. That was really weird. Even in 89, that was off, man. Whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever that school cost was. I feel like he was getting scammed by some. But Bef- Daniel Mann was right. <laughs> Online course. There was, there was no way Daniel Mann was going to be able to go to college and <laughs> succeed. He, he did the right oh, thing. Sure. He'd get ID'd yeah, everywhere he oh, went. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry, young man. What are you doing here in your giant weird body but your tiny little baby head? What are you doing here? And, and you get like, ID'd. Just imagine, just imagine this character as written in college. He's got two yeah. huge problems. One, he's easily distracted. Any girl that By comes ladies. along is going to catch yeah. his mind. Like any girl, he mm-hmm. cannot yeah. pay attention mm-hmm. because a girl walks by and he has to f- find a way to seduce her. Number two, he's always getting jumped by random gangs of dudes. Yep. Like mm-hmm. how most can, like, punchable face in all of ball uh, <laughs> <laughs> film history. Yep. Punchable face. Yeah, totally. That's what keeps him young. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. What, the secret to his youth is uh, just constantly getting punched. It it loosens the bone structure in the oh, face and oh. keeps you uh, youthful. You know what's crazy is they showed that crazy thing and uh, you know how the, these movies always start with a with a montage of the previous films and yeah, right. they i don't know if the fourth one does that because i haven't seen it but um they replay the entire final crane fight with yeah. the kid and the sweep yeah. of the leg thing and it's it's almost like they're saying hey remember that great moment that's like the all-time best thing we did and we're never <laughs> going to be better than this here it is yeah. again just to remind you we did do a great job here so what you're about to see is shit well, you might recall, forgive us for what's about to come. Yeah. You might recall at the end of the second movie, Daniel-san has to fight his ne- his Japanese nemesis in, uh, on a on a floating pa- platform or something. Yeah. This is a bizarre setting that, that they weird. have to fight. It, it's out, probably it's out, out, out in Kailua. Hmm. I, I actually, you know, we were talking about how uh, we say the first one's better than the second one. I actually enjoyed the second one a little bit more than the first because, oh, wow. of, because of that setting and everything. Now, here's the thing, though. In a very weird situation, I actually saw the sequel before I saw the original Karate Kid. Oh, so you did um, this? Oh, I did it in yeah. film sack order almost, where I saw Karate Kid two, then Karate Kid one, and then Karate Kid three. And and wait, you point. gave me crap for seeing Aliens first. Maybe it wasn't you. <laughs> Maybe totally it wasn't you. Did. Yeah, I did. No, I, I did. I totally did last week. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. My point was gonna. My point, Scott, was gonna be that the first movie ends with the crane kick, which is awesome because nobody knows it. And and they they don't see it coming. Yeah. The second movie also ends with the crane kick, but he's taken the crane kick home to its home, and his opponent sees knows exactly Sweet what leg. he's doing, yeah. and so his opponent blocks it, yeah. and mm-hmm. Daniel San is like freaked out that his opponent blocked the crane kick. It's not a some sort of like special always wins maneuver. Right. So the third movie, the third movie sets you up to think that a front sweep is going to yeah. be the yeah. new crane kick. And then it turns out it's not, it's actually just good fighting, just mm-hmm. being a good fighter. It's just playing the right? math. Yeah. It's doing the math right with the points, right. And actually screwing up their plan with the points. Like it was more of a strategic counter move mm-hmm. right. to the point plan that they had on the bad guy's side. And you know what? I kind of appreciated that. I liked that. Yeah, I liked I how too. that got yeah. resolved yeah. in the end because everything else around it was like dumb. 
Like, right. oh, we Mr. Don't need one, one secret move that uh, solves all the problems. We need just decent fighting and but he needs to like get his head out of his butt and figure out how I, to do it. I will guarantee you a lot of effort was put into coming up with something like it though. Like I will bet you they were, they were thinking, you know, in this tra last training montage in the twilight on the beach, he could be learning a new move. Like we're just like, there's something. And I'm sure they thought about it long and hard to try to come up with something. Oh yeah. Guaranteed. guaranteed. It would have been, it would have been, like just like this movie series, right? To have a finisher. Okay, let me ask you this. This right. is the weirdest piece of trivia. And so I'm, I'm going to play this knowing that it's probably true, but I, I'm so confused about it. So here's this. Scrutiny. I got a little scrutiny about the or the, the the trivia that says Paula Abdul was the dance choreographer for the film. And the only dance yeah. that I know about is at the club. So is yeah. that right, what right. that was? The, da the downstairs. The, wait, was that the name of the club? Right, the club no, yeah. oh, was, that's right. It was called the Yeah, downstairs, yeah, because she it? lived yes. upstairs in her pottery place. She worked on the street level, but they went and partied at the downstairs. At the downstairs. What a great name. So, okay, but is that what we're seeing from Paula Abdul? Cause, yes. Because that was shit. Really? That was bad. By the way, that was uh, up on stage there, none other than the great Glenn yeah. Medeiros. Oh, Glenn oh, I was going to ask you. So good in this movie. I was going to ask it, you. Singing the amazing uh, high, high Wire? What is it? High, high Wire, wire I think, yeah. Oh, now, do God. You, do you remember what Glenn Medeiros' one big hit was no. in the uh It wasn't High Wire. 90s? No. It was not High Wire. No, what was it? it was I sure do. Called... It was Nothing's Gonna Change My Love For You. Exactly. And Nothing's Gonna I... Change My Love For You. I ah. Believe me, uh, my greeting today, was I, I was writing out a whole Karate Kid version of that song. Okay. And oh I realized no one would get it. No one would know what I was singing, oh. and no one would know why. I, uh, I would have, I would have, Randy, but yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he's, no, he's no Peter Cetera, though. No. We'll just say no. that. He's, no. Uh, <laughs> Not quite there. Doesn't quite have it. By the uh, way, it Glenn is, Medeiros. Yeah. I I just gotta I just gotta put it out there, man. Glenn Medeiros probably the most famous person from uh, the island of Kauai. Oh, really? Like, can't I cannot think of someone more famous that has ever come off of that island? That's from that island. Interesting. Yeah. From this. Well, wait. Where, what island? Well, what born island was like Kauai? Where was like Don Ho born? Different island. I don't know. Probably Los okay. Angeles. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I guess Barack Obama, but he was from Maui. Uh, it actually, it actually says here that Don Ho was born in Honolulu. So, oh, all right. Uh, he he is he is native Hawaiian. So he's big from Hawaii, but not from that island. I get it. Uh, Kauai, Kauai is tiny. Like the the number of famous people out of Kauai is a very short list, and I just think uh, Medeiros is probably the the most famous. Yeah, which they're kind of cool. Like, yeah. like. Like he never really achieved much, but man, the instant that they started singing this movie, I'm like, there's never been a dance club that ever had such good music. Yeah. <laughs> never. Boy, Daniel, catch, I, Daniel man was not I, dancing well. Whew. No, he was not no. dancing well, but we already knew that from part one yeah. uh, and part two. Yeah. Scott, uh, did you get a chance? Did you capture <laughs> the foreground uh, talk? Hmm that was going on between the girl and the guy. And she said, whatever, I think she called him white guy. Or oh, white, the, white the guy, the, the, the two that were fighting against. Right. The, uh, right. They were having the lovers quarrel before, uh, before Silva, before Terry decides to, oh, here's another yeah, teenager. I can pay here's some, here's some money. You want to, you want <laughs> to step outside screen. for a minute, buddy? Exactly. You want to step out? <laughs> no, I don't know if I did. Well, maybe I did. I don't know. She called him like, she said, back off white boy or something like that. 
I was like, what? Really? Wait, that was a white yeah. girl saying back off white boy? Was that yeah. What oh, I was like, what is wow. That? Way to go, 80s. You're just nailing it every time. Yeah. Was it was it better than slime ball? Your mother teach you <laughs> oh, that yeah. slime ball. <laughs> slime ball. <laughs> you did your mu- you kiss your mom with that mouth like slime ball is the most horrible thing you've ever heard. Kicked her right in the in the mac and cheese basket, man. Yep. Just yep. Right, right in there, right in the mac and cheese. You got to watch out for that. Uh, by the way, this is the last thing Ralph Macchio did as Daniel Larusso until Cobra Kai in 2018. <laughs> yeah. He didn't come back till yeah, 2018. Think of that. That's crazy. I mean, he was in My Cousin Vinny and a bunch of other stuff in between, but sure. no Daniel until Cobra Kai. No. How, Spoiler how, alert, how he does it? not help the next Karate Kid, even though that seemed like it would have been a logical so. story arc is he be the next trainer for the next Karate Kid. So, I don't even know I what to expect from that show because I haven't seen it either. I want to Yeah, see I haven't it. seen the YouTube show, uh, the Cobra Kai, but... It, excellent is yeah. it it, did, is did so, they, it is so much better than it has any right to did, be did right daniel here. larusso did they stay within canon they suggested it here did did daniel man would he become a real estate agent no he's a car sale he has a car, <laughs> lot. A car salesman yeah okay that was his other thing he was really big in this film the way he was doing the sale pitch of the, you know, the, the location, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, right? he's going to go into real estate. Yeah, it's got good, it's got good bones, Mister Miyagi. We could turn totally turn this into a bonsai uh, mm-hmm. store. It's going to be a great bonsai <laughs> store. Uh, this, <laughs> you can tell they got a hundred takes. That annoyed me too. <laughs> like a hundred takes. That's, this was the least uh, aggravating sound he made. He should have said just bonsai the way any other kid from Long Island would say it, and. Not try mm-hmm. to pretend. What we say, bonsai. Yeah, just say bonsai, bonsai tree. <laughs> I think fine. Mr. Miyagi says bonsai. Yeah, <laughs> right. pretty sure he did. But here's the thing: uh, I've not seen it either. Thankfully, the first two seasons and a coming third are all coming to Netflix. Uh, they they bought the rights or whatever, so it's not a YouTube thing anymore. Or it won't be. It'll be a Netflix thing, and I'm very excited mm-hmm. about that because I want to finally yes. see it. Everybody says it's so great, and it's just ridiculously good, and it doesn't. Whose idea was this and how did it work? How did it work out? Like, yeah. right. who said, right. you know what we ought to do? We ought to have that blonde kid from the first movie who's total a-hole. Uh, we should have him and then we should bring Daniel back and we should have all these guys in their freaking 50s and near 60s doing this show mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. and it'll work. Who who signed off? Right. Everybody right. did. We were so is- excited. Oh, man. And it is it is kind of a little bit the John Kreese story. You know, it's... it's um, it's what we get in the first few minutes. Well, the first few minutes after the five minutes of recap that we get in this movie, mm-hmm. but it's the, you know, he's getting calls from his, uh, debtors. We're getting, he's, he's got the, for some reason he cut out the article about Daniel winning the all, <laughs> yeah. all Valley tournament yeah. Yeah. very cleanly and set it on top of his answering machine only to, uh, wait, wait for it to yellow and then yeah. crumple it up angrily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crap. Yeah. By the way, I'm William gonna, Zabka. This is a good article. I'm going to save this article. <laughs> no, it's made me mad now. <laughs> By the way, William Zabka yeah. is, was Johnny from the first one. And yeah. if you've ever seen any interviews with him uh, about this, about his character, Johnny, in the Karate Kid series, I think he was probably pushing a, a lot. I don't know if he was the instrument, but he definitely has championed it. And there the was Cobra a while. Thing, right? The Cobra yeah, Cobra yeah. For, yes. And for a few years, yeah. there was this whole question uh, where people were going, was was the Karate Kid, was was Daniel Mann, was he the hero? 
mm-hmm. or was he the villain? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that's what kind of kept. Well, they kind of play. They kind of play with that, right? Please keep calling him Daniel Man. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel never, Man. never call him anything but Daniel Man, please. No, yeah, we'd appreciate yeah. that. Hold on, Daniel Man. I, uh, uh, there's th- this movie missed out on a huge, huge opportunity though with the characterization of uh, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, you know, like working with Daniel. Because the whole point of the first movie and the arc that it puts them on is that Daniel doesn't have a dad. Mr. Miyagi's wife died before they had children. Miyagi and he come together and then there's a replacement dad story. And it actually has some interesting parts, right? Throughout the first two movies. And then this third movie, we're set up for them to get into basically a fight, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, to get like a little bit of a wedge driven between them because teenage boys are so freaking stupid. And we get to, we, we should have gotten to see how Miyagi works to patch it up and to, you know, to, to get along with what's going on. And it just never really happens. Like they just don't, they didn't commit to that at all. And it's too well, bad. Does, are you suggesting that Mr. Miyagi's character should have been proactive? Given what they've been through, he should have been given more to do in this movie than just sit around like he was at the beginning of the first movie. Well, isn't that – but that would kind of contradict the whole uh, Miyagi's philosophy though, right? In in my opinion, because he's he's supposed to – he's the root system, right? He's supposed to let – He's supposed to let if he if he cultivates too hard, then it's not a true natural bonsai. It is just something that they've created. absolutely true in the first half of the first movie. But like right. I say, this movie throws away the second movie where all of this uh, character progression took place. You know, and these two are now father and son basically, and they come back to the United States, and then eh, we're just not going to really explore that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, that's it's a little bit weird. They didn't take an opportunity to do more of that, but. Boys. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to have seen more. I sure. just don't know how you would have wrote it into the particular script that they, you know, they started with. Yeah. I think once they once they put that line down, it's okay. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think they could have ever mm-hmm. wiggled out of that script to make yeah. it fit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, did you guys? Uh, um, was I going to say? Oh, the, did you find anything you think that I would find gross? Because I did find one oh, thing gross, yeah. and I'll tell you, it happened oh, pretty yeah. early, pretty early on. Pretty oh. gross too. There's that. <laughs> what do you guys think it was? Do you have any yeah, any guesses? That's, that's, I got to get a new gross clip because that is so gross. It's so it is the, yeah, gross, the clip gross is usually clip. grosser than that. I know it is. Usually. I gotta I gotta rework that because man, every time John Goodman, I I can't even see the guy on like regular TV or something without me thinking <laughs> about this sound from from that movie. Anyway, uh, how uh, what are your feelings on macaroni and cheese? You're okay with macaroni yeah. and cheese. No, Mac's right? fine. Like macaroni, macaroni and mac and cheese great. Put a little chili in there okay. even better. Right. Yeah. Yep. No Salsa's good by the way also in mac and cheese. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let's talk about this for a second. Right. Salsa right. and <laughs> mac and cheese. Like any particular kind of salsa or what do you do there? Like a like a good chunky salsa. Yeah, like um Oh. You know, it's uh, you also want one good. With good Good big pieces of tomato and onion. And okay, but pepper. still, oh. ch- still cheesy, right? So the mac, the yeah, cheese yeah, doesn't yeah. leave. Still okay. mac and cheese. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I'm, it's I'm not... so low rent. I just get the uh, Velveeta with the salsa in it. Yeah. About. Oh, that's pretty what? good too. Because that's wait like, a minute. They yeah. make they make Velveeta the Velveeta mac and cheese. They have one that comes with salsa. Not not with the mac and cheese. You can get oh. the Velveeta blocks, which is usually used for dip. Oh, uh, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. the salsa in it. Yeah, already. Right. Added. Then you, okay. Yeah, and then you melt it, and you basically are making a, a really cheap, a, a, a poor man's queso. queso. Yeah, 
but yeah. but uh, this this concept is intriguing me. Hmm. Oh, it's can, so good. All right. Can we? I want to come back to this. <laughs> this movie. Oh, yeah, we're having mac and cheese conversation right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, stop it. Karate Kid Three. <laughs> Karate Kid Three starts with a rewatching of the end of the first one and the beginning of the second one, and mm-hmm. what what that's all about is the tournament ending and then the aftermath in the parking lot. And I'm just oh. wondering if Scott was grossed out by uh, the idea that you could be fighting someone and they will be all bloody, like bloody knuckles. And then you would reach out and gently squeeze their nose. It just, something about that was just gross. It was a little gross, but that wouldn't bug me because I knew it was fake. Um, It was worse. It's it's a small, dumb thing. And it's the thing I'd worry about all the time, but I'll go ahead and let you guys know. It was uh, when Daniel LaRusso was trying to convince, sorry, Daniel man, trying to convince Miyagi that he should do his tree store and he's trying to give him money and he's saying, no, cannot take, cannot take Daniel son. He wouldn't take his money. And he says, ah, but it's real money or whatever. And he sniffs his money, gets it right uh, up in his face. Uh, yeah, Don't yeah. sniff your money. Money's gross. It's been everywhere. Yeah, it's gross. How much cocaine do you think he got right. in the, in the schnoz from that? <laughs> Ugh, it's just gross. No, no, he out. has a nose itch problem. I don't yeah. think he takes cocaine, but he has a nojitch problem. Nojitch? Yeah, he's got a nojitch. Nojitch. Yeah. Nojitch. <laughs> it all came together <laughs> in one word. I liked it. A nojitch. It's pretty Nozich. good. Anyway, don't smell your money. That's gross. Don't do it. Uh, most ridiculous scene for me is when Terry got stuck in the chimney uh, and then had to come down and <laughs> like stamp out the thing. Santa. That sucked. <laughs> I, <love laughs> right, that. I forgot about that. I he's coughing. And <laughs> that was uh, stupid. So stupid. Was that supposed to be funny or was it? I don't know what I was supposed to think of that. I guess I, it, well, I think you were supposed to ask, where'd he go? How did he get out of the situation? Because the camera panned in a way that it never stopped. We never had a cut. So we're like, where'd he go to? Because he has to be in this area somewhere. And so that, that was the reveal. I don't think it was supposed to be funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well, much as just here's, here's the, here's the solution <laughs> to your question. Once again, people in SoCal don't have fireplaces. Nope. Oh yeah. Good point. Nope. They don't Especially do Especially like a wooden storehouse. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know where, 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 were they Miyagi's house? Yeah, Miyagi's I don't house. remember where they were. Miyagi's house. Okay, so it, okay, it's like possible then, mm-hmm. but still, come on. Yeah, that's maybe he gets cold. Maybe he does. <laughs> maybe he does. Hey, you guys, earbuds, man, are they important now than they've ever been, or more important? I think they are because you're always trying to, you know, escape a little bit. You need that music in your head. You don't need to be hearing somebody's lawnmower next door while you're stuck at home working there because you can't go back into the office yet. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. Don't go drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, okay, before you listen to me. Listen to me. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. We've teamed up with them. They're offering 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash filmsack. Unlike some of your other wireless options out there, the earbuds are both stylish and discreet with Raycon, and no dangling wires, no stems to distract anyone during your video conference calls. We're all doing a lot more of these days. Company was co-founded by Ray J, by the way. And uh, Brandy, uh, Melissa Etheridge, Snoop Dogg, they all use them. They all love them. They can't stop raving about them. They're obsessed with them. And they started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing as other top brands that you already know. Their newest model, which I have in my ears right now, are the Everyday E25 earbuds. They're the best ones. I love them. Six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, no problem. Worked on tablets and phones and everything I've tried it on. 
more bass, more compact design. Gives me that nice noise isolating fit. Anyway, get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash filmsack. That's B-Y-B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N. Buyraycon.com slash filmsack for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash filmsack. And be a panic with just the uh, let's, uh, let's do, you want to do some clips? I have many. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Please tell me you've got some Glenn Medeiros in here. Um, I might, oh. I very oh, well really? might. Okay, cool. I actually think I do. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. I, 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 <laughs> I was joking, but yeah. okay, cool. I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure I do. All right. We'll start, <laughs> we'll start with this one about listening to your heart. Listen to your heart. All right. Is that him? That's not him, is it? That's not him. Okay. That is, um, oh shoot. Let me, I gotta, I gotta really quickly look it up. Cause it's another artist, uh, from that time period. Roxette? Randy's probably, Randy, Randy's probably going to beat me too. Is it Roxette? It can't be it's Roxette. Not, I don't think it's Roxette. Can't be. Uh, I don't know why I played that first, by the way, cause it's from the credits, but. Uh, Tom, oh, Little River Band. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? <laughs> really? The Little River Band. I wow. remember seeing this in the trivia thinking, what? Little River Band? Is this wow. is this recorded specifically for it? I guess it was. I was about to say. Now I, now I want to hear a lot more of it because yeah. I love Little River That's Band. Their, I, yeah. don't, I don't know this song This is their Starship moment, I think. That it sounds really weird. is. Yeah, exactly. Winger also makes, does a does a song for this. Sounds and sounds weird. like that. Yeah. Winger, Winger sounds like sounds that. Like yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's hard to believe this was, just, this was 89. I feel like tides were turning on music, but this movie hadn't, hadn't been told. Nobody had informed this mm-hmm. film that it mm-hmm. needed to modern up a little bit. All right, here's uh, I wrote love the whiny guy from what? Oh, the whiny guy from two. So this is just from the montage. Sensei, please, you're hurting him. He's sorry, okay? Sensei, hurry, come here. Yeah, huh? I I heard that and I didn't remember that actually from the second from the beginning of the second movie that there was any sort of like Cobra Kai people saying no, stop it, man, you're hurting him. Well, yeah, they were trying to uh, they were trying that was the. Difference between was, the first one and the third one. They mm-hmm. they actually tried to say that only Crease was bad and the others were misdirected. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they tried to recover some of those characters. They should have gone full seven with him. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you're if you're yeah. gonna he's all he's obviously can't handle any sort of defeat because his, he lost one freaking tournament. Who gives a shit? And he and he leaves and he what he should have done when he's walking down the street and it's all kind of dark and he looks at the kid, and then he goes into his house with his key and the answer machine and all that. That should have all been descent into madness, serial killer stuff, man. That would have been great. <laughs> very different movie. The series would have gone in a very different direction. But I want Crease to be like, you know, the next Bay Harbor killer murderer guy. And again, yeah, yeah. the trivia oh, says great. the trivia says that the they had a whole other movie written out. And then this actor couldn't commit to it. And so they had to come up with this other thing. <laughs> and that's too bad. You know what? I be, you know I bet there's another part of that is the um when you first meet Robin Lively's character, you know, they're yeah. they're chatting there in the pottery shop and there's somebody honking their horn like crazy and she's obviously nervous or or agitated about that. Mm, and right. that's it's a truck in a bucket basically cuz yeah. you never see what's going on with uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to hear what was going on because they yeah, keep blowing yelling the horn at her and honking. It, like open the gate or something. I'm like, what is what is going on right yeah. now? Yeah. So there's some I think that that was part of the other plot that maybe it was gonna be right. the, the ex-boyfriend plot. is like being a jerk and Daniel San steps in and that's how he yes. also wins her heart. I like it. Truck in a bucket. Grab and a they bucket. would have a new they would have a new song called 
how do I win your heart or yep. something? Yeah, <laughs> great. Right, I'm, exactly. I think I think I like where you've gone with this. All right, here's some ha ha hey hey ha ha. Hey, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Oh, shut up. Freaking that's when I knew we were in trouble when he saw he saw Crease and started losing his mind. And I just went, Oh no, please. This is so bad. Um, all right, here's the old lady from the Marble Rye. Didn't I tell you you'd be out of a job one of these days? You wouldn't listen to me, huh? Give me your marble rye, mm, she says. Right, okay. Uh here's a Miyagi moment. Not 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 does that a lot. <laughs> Lots of that. Not 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 pretty good. Uh, here, Batman. <laughs> yeah, Batman. Not, 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 not. Batman. Not, 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 not. <laughs> good call. Good pull, limit. That was good. All right. Um, these are annoying. I wrote. Oh yeah. You okay? Oh my gosh, dude! It, stop. It, it sounds like an episode of the Flintstones and someone is running yeah, like, uh, yeah. in the background. That's the sound you hear when people go running off. Yep. That sounds about right. Uh, here he is being gross smelling his money. It looks like money. It smells like money. Don't do that. Oh my God. Tastes like money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it tastes just like money. It's it hard like not money. to think, even though this movie's uh 25 years older than COVID. It's hard not to watch it and think of COVID stuff going on and like, right. Oh yeah. The, the close up fighting and the, the, the groups club. of people, the dance club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not since 1918. Have we felt this nervous about what's in the air? <laughs> That's right. Here's Miyagi again, making another weird sound. <laughs> All right. It's pretty good. <laughs> that reminds me of Dunaway for some reason. Needs <laughs> <laughs> something you do. <laughs> reminds me of the uh, aliens in uh, uh, Mars attacks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Another deep cut. Uh, all right, here's a terrible laugh. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> Terry says, I know. <laughs> Terry is so He had such bad. a good time. I loved the sauna and massage parlor uh plotting Just and that whole thing. I yeah. think yeah. all bad guys should be <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> while they plot and scheme yeah. this is, it, it's yeah, just yeah. it's for a different movie it's for like a an austin powers kind of parody of a bad guy movie and not right yeah it is james bond not villain. some local freaking southern california karate tournament movie like right right totally agree that was so over the top all right here's something about bleeding knuckles make his knuckles bleed okay make his knuckles bleed mm. oh that was crease make his knuckles bleed new gape bleed. Yep. bleed uh daniel's on a roll i even thought of a name check it out mr miyagi's little trees simple direct catchy i'm telling you it doesn't look it now but this place this place is a gold mine uh, just calm down dude just calm down all right <laughs> Here's somebody getting sued or threatening to sue. And in conclusion, I reject your final offer. If you proceed, I will sue your collective asses accordingly. Oh, that poor old lady got sue, sue your collective asses so accordingly. That's how you know he's a bad guy because he has an old woman doing mm-hmm. his old, uh, old, yeah. old British woman. Yep. Old that. British woman. Uh, Margaret. You know. Yeah. Yes. Was her name Margaret? Yes. Oh, Martha. Martha. Oh, Martha. Was it Martha? Martha? Martha, I'm sorry. You're, I think you're right. I think no. it is Martha. Either because way. I was like, oh, don't tell Superman and Batman. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah. Wait, your old maid is Martha too? Why'd you say, why'd you say that name? <laughs> oh, we have Zach. so much in common. Poor Zack Snyder. All right. This acting is pretty awesome, I wrote. 
I didn't come here for business. Came here to talk to you. We heard you weren't entering the All Valley this year. Is that true, Daniel? Oh. Like oh. I say, director's son, a little bit of Sean Astin. Oh. He uh, did a fine job in his audition. A fine, fine job. So we'll give him this other job for the yeah, thing so we're he did. going to create a character just for you. Yep. <laughs> Here he is again. He did so well. Here's his whole sign, sign it and laugh routine. Sign it! <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I like that they brought the, the 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 tough with them during that second visit. By the way, Snake apparently has some kind of light sensitivity issue because every time he is like constantly turning lights off. Yeah, he's yeah, like, he's yeah. like, yeah, hey guys, uh, quick. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, my eyes are. I'm having a headache. Right. Turn these off. Sorry, God's got a migraine now. Yeah, <laughs> he'd say. <laughs> he's like, hey, I gotta turn. Wait, he go. I gotta turn this off. Sorry. <laughs> Did I tell you guys that my dad is the director? Yeah. <laughs> He's great. He loves me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's here's girly pants saying I want to know if Daniel Daniel Man is eaten yet. Eat yet. Okay. Eat yet. I just yet. like eat yet. Eat yet. It's not even words. Is it? Mac and cheese talk. Macaroni and cheese. Hey, you know what I like. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and then he goes on for eight minutes about macaroni and cheese. Every sentence ending with the phrase macaroni and cheese. And that, le- that, le- that lends some credit uh, to re- what Randy said, written by a 12-year-old. Because it also, way, you know who you can, old man would. You know who you can hear saying that? Listen to it one more time. Macaroni and cheese. Hey, you know what I like. Now imagine that in this voice. Hey, macaroni and cheese. Hey, <laughs> you know what I like. <laughs> So you're saying it's Stallone? I'm saying Both that this director of Rocky guy. Rocky yeah. 1 and 5 and the director of all the Karate Kids likes that so sort you're of saying thing. Stallone doesn't talk like that? You're saying that he was directed? To I'm saying like maybe he was directed to talk like that. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, oh, Adrian, I love macaroni and hey, cheese. Oh, are, you, oh. are you hungry? Now suddenly <laughs> it's the Fonz. <laughs> <laughs> Sopranos. <laughs> Sylvia. <laughs> All right, here's some singing. Da, 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 Sounded like Japanese. Okay, music. okay. I don't know please. how you sell that truck. It doesn't have a radio in it. No. <laughs> right? Please help me. Please help me. I need you to just play the beginning of that again, okay. and I need you to think about strong bad. Okay. All right. All right. Here goes. Strong yeah. bad. Strong bad. Okay. Hold on. Da, 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 it's freaking da, strong bad. Da. It's strong bad. Yeah. It's strong bad. You're right. He's about to do an email. <laughs> um. All right. Damn it. Why am I so stupid? Says Daniel Mann. Damn it. Why am I so stupid? That is some sweet angry acting right there. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna I don't do- know that, your son. Damn it, why am I so why you're so stupid? stupid? Oh, he is so worked up over it, dude. Freaking, I love that clip. All right. Daniel man, get out of my house now. I'm going to save that for something else later. All right. Um, the three Ds. Desire, devotion, and discipline. The first two I can't give you. The last one I can, but you have to be willing to receive it. Uh-huh. You yeah. want to receive the D. You want yeah. the D? I'll give you the D, <laughs> right. but you got to want to receive the D. Can you sign this thing saying that you're okay with receiving yeah. the D? Are you okay receiving Wait. the D? Take it. I can only give you the D if you consent to take the D. <laughs> oh, my now, gosh. I got a question because I was, I was, tr- I always, anytime there's rules uh, written yeah. down or spoken yeah. in their movie, I try to write them all down. Did we ever hmm. get to the third rule of Terry Silver? Did I miss third rule? Mm. The Quicksilver part three? 
Okay. Yeah, so because if, I, let me just, yeah, the I, first one is the second one. I, I must have missed the Okay, third. I want to remember them. So the first one okay. is if your opponent is down, he cannot fight. The second if one If he can't see, I thought it was. Or can't, can't stand. If he can't, can't breathe. breathe. Can't breathe is second. Yeah, can't second. stand down. Right. Yeah. Okay. Breathe. And then stand. the third is if he can't see. So can't yeah, see. The, we got uh-huh. the third. Uh-huh. And, and, and the whole point was you punch him in the nose and it makes him cry. Oh. Right. When did he say that, though? When he can't. I kept listening for it. Maybe I just missed I don't remember. The C thing. He can't see. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna be blind. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get understand why it's a rule. Oh, I, I get why it's a rule. I don't remember when he said it. Oh, when he told him. Yeah. He may yeah, not have. It was when he, when he flipped the face around on the, the wooden dummy uh, and it had, uh, had the back. Crazy on. Eddie. Whatever crazy, that but, what was his name? Angry Tommy, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I thought so. He can't. He, okay, so he can't. Okay, so you punch him in the nose. He can't see or breathe. No, no, he got punched in the chest. Yeah, chest is breathing. Okay. Yeah, because but you can breathe are... fine. Your mouth breather. So the funny thing. The, the funny thing about this is okay. it was just three cheats. That you, in, instead right. of kicking them in the calf, you kick them in the knee. Instead of right. punching them in the chest, you punch them up in the uh, diaphragm. Yeah. And right. in, instead of stopping your blow before hitting them in the face, you really just hit them in the face. It's just uh, these are right. the three ways. So, like Daniel didn't know that. No. Here's the fourth rule: didn't kick them in the nuts. Yeah, and they can't procreate. Yeah, give them get them in the nuts. No children. That's right. No children. Do a hard enough. Sweep the nuts, they should say. No no kid. No, no the family jewels, Daniel. Right. <laughs> if you if you kick them in the nuts, you can you don't have to worry about no re- family revenge. So you're good. You missed his nuts. Damn it, why am I so stupid? All right. Fine. <laughs> Here's the sweep the legs moment. Imagine these two by fours are legs. Sweep them. Sweep them. Remember, because it's a callback to the first movie. We're gonna sweep legs. Mm-hmm. All right. Um Okay, Ibit, I got a prom night clip here. Okay. This right. is when you uh, you brought home a to go bag from the restaurant that you took the girl to. <laughs> sure. And the girl, uh, the, I think your mom probably because she recorded this. She asked the girl, "Um, what is what's in the bag?" And she uh-huh. didn't know that you went to barbecue, but your answer was this: "These are his ribs." Okay. There you go. Uh, I went a long way for that. <laughs> a long, long way. And then found out she had a boyfriend, and she left uh, the prom halfway through. Yeah, these are his ribs. You could have you could have really taken any <laughs> clip from the girl in this movie and applied it to that. I know <laughs> exactly. Like I was everything t- yeah. she says. Wait, there was a girl in this movie? No, no prove it. No, <laughs> she's a. I. I. Uh, by the way, I just wanted to say she. She is. I totally get her appeal. And um, looking at her today, she's like forty-seven, forty-eight, something like that. Uh, she's. A lovely woman. She's very, oh, yeah. very pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. She's she's she. Uh, I'm not normally a redhead dude, or you know, <laughs> I'm not usually into it. But uh, okay. I like her, I like her as a redhead. I'm gonna stop talking now. This is where I stop. I was about to say it, it, this this hole is getting deep. Yeah, it's uh, a deep deep old hole. All right, great. this is like uh, the devil's cauldron. Yeah. Is what that is. That's what. Uh, what does a big, uh, huge bird produce? You think you can rely on that crane crap? Crane crap. Yep, that's right. Crane, crane crap. crap. That's what's Question at the bottom mark? of the devil's cauldron. Yep. Wait, uh, now wake up and smell the crane crap. Wake up and smell the coffee, Mr. LaRusso. All right, never mind. It's, it's coffee, not the crane. I don't like coffee, sir. It smells right. like crane crap. Now here he is behind the wall acting all sneaky like he thinks he's going to get Daniel to do the <laughs> thing where he punches the face and he makes this laugh. <laughs> and it reminded me of... Uh, who was the cartoon character? Um, 
Snidely. Uh, Snidely Whiplash. No, no, no. It was a Snidely. No, it's uh, his dog, right? Yeah. Uh, dog. Uh, 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 Muttley. 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 That's what it reminds me of. Listen again. <laughs> a little Muttley laugh. That's so lame. All right. Um, do some real damage. Let's get back to learning something that can do some real damage. To your acting mm. career. All right. <laughs> angry son. Oh, I wrote angry son acting. All right. So that's what this is. No, I can't wait till tomorrow. All right. I got to talk to him now. Damn it. Jeez Louise. So that's man. his. That's like his kryptonite, right? He's impatient. A little bit. Yeah. That's his. Yeah. That's his. That's his thing. Yep. A little bit. His. His flaw. You can tell by every scene he's in where yeah. he has to fill I gotta time do something. with dialogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this was great. This is when he started. Uh, Miyagi shows up the last minute and fights off Terry and everybody, and you get this. Whoa! Whoa! Guys like pulling up. And then, mm-hmm. and then we get the crazy moment of Miyagi gloating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please tell me we're about to hear that. We're about to hear that. So this is yes. This is actually a fairly genuine moment, and it made me laugh. Uh, yes. Miyagi's like knowing that that's a stupid thing, and the guy's only doing it because he's an a hole. He does it after he beats him. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it was the only the visual, moment but... of this movie I think I enjoyed. Yeah. Both Tina yeah. and I laughed yeah. at what he did. Yeah, it was a legit yeah. moment and and yeah. kind of was what was missing, what is in the earlier films that is not in, in this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was nice to have just heart? at least a piece. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of heart. <laughs> Something called heart. Yeah. Uh, here's, what's this? Oh, <laughs> this is weird. This is a weird line. All right, well, I'll explain when I get my play. The greatest karate man I have ever known. Who calls anybody a karate, karate man? Karate man. Karate man. Karate man. <laughs> oh my god! What's his power? Yeah, you just, power? I know you just outed his superhero secret identity. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, it's so dumb. All right, then and there's so diabolical. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a karate man. Yeah, <laughs> a yeah. Karate man. And the fact that he owns a waste disposable. <laughs> 12-year-old. Wait, can you guys ex- twelve-year-old <laughs> explain to me the relationship one more time? Because I'm a little bit confused. He they was one of together in Vietnam. Uh, yeah. And Crease uh, saved Terry's life several times. Okay, and then they right. laughed about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then Terry Silver ends up making a fortune in waste disposal, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. feels like he is willing to do anything for Crease. Yeah, and that's like the best we can do. That's and Crease, and apparently over the the preceding year, Crease never thought to contact him before yeah. mm-hmm. the no. the dojo went under. Instead of like, oh, I'm just going to wait till the very last moment. Right. He's a proud him. he's a proud uh, karate man. Yeah, he's so, a uh, proud karate man. Yeah, so so uh, Brian, since you've man. seen the first bit of the Cobra Kai series, does yeah. does it yeah. begin with them trying to reopen the Cobra Kai? That's the whole point, right? No, it's, it's no. not. It okay. doesn't. It does not begin no. with that. Okay. Does it begin? But, um, does it begin with a shower scene? <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. it does. No. Oh, does it, it really? begins with a scene in uh, in the uh, the hot new nightclub that everybody's trying to get into the, the downstairs. 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 Yeah, it's got everything. <laughs> Where's it at again? Stairs. Broken bonsais, embossed pots. That's right. Macro- all, all the macaroni and cheese you can eat downstairs. Yeah, and you come through instead of saying "Welcome to Moe's," they say "Eat yet." Yep. Eat yet. It's a great place. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Here's um. Oh no, that's the end of that. So now this. Tis the film sack checklist. New girlfriend. Check. Sort of. She's not really, but whatever. She kissed him, so yeah. I'll give him that. Friend zoned. Uh, soak your limbs in Mountain Dew float. Check. Ooh. <laughs> Worst so, like, act. Like, like VM Vargas said it. <laughs> 
where the turds float. <laughs> oh, I love that reference, but I, I'm always sad when I when we use it because a bunch of people I know don't get it. It's because they haven't watched one of the greatest shows of all time. And they haven't seen Fargo, and they don't know who M.V.M. Vargas is. And it, bugs, it bums me out. Yeah. Uh, worst actor villain on Film Sack in a very long time? Check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trek connection, none, says Daryl. None. He says zero. None. I don't know if I believe it, but he says zero. Well, I, I thought I thought Pat E. Johnson was a referee on the holodeck on the episode. Oh, is that how it worked? Deep Pat E. Johnson, yeah. He's the only, by the yeah, way, Pat he's he's among the only like four. Let's see. The people that have been in every movie, uh, the only people that have been in all of them up to this point yeah. are Martin Cove, Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, and Pat E. Johnson. That's it. And then yeah. if you don't Patty, count so, the so Patty, montage. So what do you think of Patty Johnson's uh, referee skills? You it's fine. You, you, you approve? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, you can't. You can't keep telling them. You can't keep telling them. Oh, one more groin kick and you're out of here. Oh, no, don't punch that guy in the face. That dude would have been so kicked out. Yeah, like, it feels like you'd have been out of the tournament. Ago. Yeah, like that doesn't doesn't should referees fly. in the pocket. Right. What bugs me is there's really not much at stake here, but they make it seem like everything is like everything's exactly. on the line. Exactly. I I didn't want to make a big deal out of this, but I have a kid now. What? And I've gone to see kid things, and I'm here to tell you that <laughs> the only people who go see kid competitions are the parents, and they only are there for their one kid's thing. You do not get a crowd at all interested in yeah. any particular thing. Only the parents of the people involved. Yep. How would you care. feel if yep. a bunch of middle-aged men showed up to with no kids <laughs> to watch your kids in a tournament? <laughs> a little no, creeped out. Yeah, 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 sir. A lot of restraining orders going out. Yeah. <laughs> How is it with uh, 173 acting credits? Francis Bay never did anything in Star Trek. Yeah, wow. how is that possible? Wow. Yeah, playing like the you know the elderly mom of another Klingon or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why didn't she show up on a holodeck message to I don't know, um, you know, a wharf? Like, hey, something, wharf, yeah, I'm exactly. your I'm your Russian aunt. How are you? It's nice <laughs> to meet you. He was half Russian, right? Half Russian, half Klingon. Wasn't that yes. the deal? Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's that's the story. All right. Well, even like Mrs. Choate, where the hell were you? Well, you, that's her, right? Is that Mrs. Choate? No, that's a different lady. Choate. Anyway, why none of those people? I don't know. Pat Morita, he should have been in there. Should have been like a, a guy in DS9 running the bar. Was he dead by then? He may have. No, he would have been around. He would have been around, yeah. Get him in there, like just showing up at the bar one day from some planet with a couple of rumples on his forehead and go, hey, <laughs> rumples on your forehead. I come from the planet Miago or whatever, right? <laughs> Look here, rumple forehead. <laughs> rumple forehead, my favorite rhyming thing when I grew up when I was a kid. Uh, Glenn Medeiros never did anything on Star Trek. That's another surprise. Yeah, he should be a tall, okay. like the like the traveler, <laughs> like that traveler guy, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah, why not? I do. I do like. Uh, have we have we talked about music yet? Are no, you about to? I'm about to. P. I, uh, I put P for pleasantly surprised as my grade. I yeah, like. Bill Conti's so consistent. Like every Bill Conti thing sounds like a Bill Conti movie. Mm-hmm. And this was this was absolutely you could have taken this mu- music right out of this movie, plopped it down into any of the Rocky movies. It works just fine. He's so consistent. Mm. Is he? Uh, he's not related to uh, what's his name? Conti who started Bill, Patreon. Bill Conti. Yeah, or Bill and um, who's the, who's the Patreon guy? Not Jeff. What am I thinking of? Oh, Jack Conti. Yeah, I'm sorry, are they related? Talking about the. I wonder if they were related. Uh, yeah, Jack Conti. Hmm, I don't know. I'm looking right now. Bill Conti. I don't think so. Uh, he's 78 years old. He's the father of. Nobody. 
He's a, he, he had no children. right? I'm trying to find it. It's see, yeah, took, I at the end. He took too many yeah, shots to the groin. Jack Conti from Pomplamoose and uh, Patreon. Oh, C O N T E. Oh, okay. Uh, him, they've been married since 1965. This dude, but he only had two daughters, so no Jack Conti. All right. Fair enough. And, Plus uh, the name. Bill Pace Picanti. Yeah. <laughs> His son Pace P Picanti. You know what's good? Putting some macaroni Pace and cheese. Picanti. <laughs> what? Sorry. What? You get a rope. What'd you say, Brian? What? Oh, macaroni and cheese. Pace Picanti. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That is the go-to, by the way, because it is good and chunky for mac and cheese. I might have to try this. You've really tempted me. I've never done it, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah, last last thought about Bill Conti. Uh, yep. Looking at my. Uh, Collection of a thousand great movie scores. He has three great movie scores in my estimation. That would be Rocky and The Right Stuff and For Your Eyes Only. That's a, a oh, fantastic yeah. score yeah. job by him. When you say score job, when you say uh, <laughs> looking at your collection, do you mean like vinyls, CD? No, he has every spreadsheet. It's all files, right? We've talked about this before. You've got a huge collection of, of people's I've never seen this movie. Let Randy tell me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do have some CDs, some of its CDs, like uh, right. uh, people send me CDs of scores like that I've never heard of by, <laughs> by composers. Now, are these I've random people or are these people you know? No, people who listen to FilmSec. Oh. Are their names uh, Columbia House? Oh, no. sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm so glad that I never fell into Columbia House as a kid. Oh, my God. Oh, right. yeah. Anyway. I, you, um, you missed out on I did, too. I did, too. Yeah. I remember the first tape I ever, it was tapes for me. And the first tape I got was Scorpions with the guy with the forks on his eyes. What album was that? Yeah. Um, you know what? You know what? Columbia House, come at me. Because you know why? Breakout. I wasn't even 18 yet. Keep sending me the records, you bunch of chumps. Or no, Blackout. And I had a Blackout. That album. I, well, I didn't really, I didn't really get into movie scores until a bit later. Like I, I could imagine if I had been collecting it as a kid that I would have made that uh, cassette to CD transition. But um, even CDs, like I, I kind of stopped with CDs 15 years ago, and there's a huge pile in my garage, but I don't really ever look to them. Yeah. Well, music is good in this. It is, a, it is one of the saving graces, I would say. All right, mm-hmm. time for a Twitter post. This is where you guys, yeah, you, sum this damn thing up in 280 characters or less. Let's do as tradition dictates and start with Randy. The Karate Kid 3. A 17-year-old on his way to college with money problems fails to notice that his mentor has magical flesh healing powder. Why are you trying to make money selling potted shrubs when you have magical flesh healing powder? Yeah, it worked <laughs> overnight point. too. Mm-hmm. I'd like some of that. I got a my back hurts. I I could use some of Miyagi's green goo. Let's do it. Uh, all right. Well done. Finally, or no? Uh, next up, we have Brian Dunaway. Oh, the Karate Kid Part Three likes spending Danielson's college money on a little tree shop. Both were doomed. Just sweep the leg. <laughs> Hashtag I teach sweep you the how leg. to sweep. Yeah. Do your do your karate thing, karate yeah. man. Karate man. <laughs> karate man. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Karate Kid Part Three. The movie begins with five minutes of a Karate uh, Karate Kid One recap, and then ends with ninety minutes of a Karate Kid One remake. <laughs> <laughs> that is a brilliant summation. Very well mm-hmm. said, and Agreed. not a not a good remake either, mind you. Let's no, make, not let's make that very clear. All right, uh, I have alternate titles. These are amazing. 
I just got handed these. This was almost called the bonsai tree of life <laughs> or my cousin Winnie, you know, cause he wins in the uh, end. So. Yeah. And my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Cause he wins. And yeah, it's the whole thing there. Uh, he all was right. the one being prosecuted, right? Yes. My cousin Vinny. Yes. He was the, the two youths. Yeah. His, co- his cousin would have been Joe Pesci, right? No, wait, right. who is Vinny? Vinny's no. the Vinny was the Vinny was the, the yeah. cousin lawyer. Okay. Yeah. It's been ages yeah. since I've seen that. Yeah. I like that. That's something to do with tires. Yeah. Didn't us who and oh, Nukes. what's her name? One best actress Nukes. that year for her role. Yeah. Marissa best, Tomei. Best supporting. Which they always thought was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty good these days, though. Good, she she's yes, exactly. Like during the left. wrestler, the wrestler was great, and she's in the new Spider-Man movies. She's great. Yeah, she's, Aunt, she's Aunt freaking May. Yeah. Y'all remember Kevin Klein getting nominated or and or winning for a fish called Wanda? Yes, I do. Oh, he right. won. He didn't just and get when nominated. You watched, well. when, when's the last time you watched a fish called Wanda? Uh, it's been a while, and I've also worried about it holding up. I love the movie, yeah. but uh, holding up. I can't say. I would like second opinions. Yeah, I might need to see it. In, it's been years, but I remember I loved Fish Called Wanda when it came One out. One of my favorite I comedies. I can't believe it, it doesn't. It wouldn't have a hard time holding up. It seems like it, it should be okay, but. Or it, I can't believe it would have a hard time holding up, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. I mean, John Cleese is insanely good in it. Um, it's Jamie so Lee Curtis is great in it. Everyone's great in it. Kevin Klein's great in it. Like, he's very good in yeah. it. Is it Oscar worthy yeah. by today's standards? I don't know, but. That's He's, what I'm curious about. I'm like, it's weird that he won because it's certainly a comedy, and I certainly enjoyed it. I just can't imagine it winning anything. Look, how, by the way, I was on a I was on a Kevin Klein tear. I'd just gotten through watching uh, Sophie's Choice for the first time. Oh, how was that? Uh, oh, it. wow! Never saw. I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Oh, wow! I had never <laughs> either. Yeah. Hey, hold on. It's on I'm HBO. A- it's on HBO now or Max or whatever it is. Max. HBO. Whatever. Yeah, it's Max now. I'm gonna get it's Max now. Go. Go see Max now. <laughs> Max now go. I was just going to remark, I was, since we were talking about Fish Call Wanda, I just put in the chat, there's that scene where John Cleese is dancing around naked because he's all excited about Wanda. And um, uh-huh. he, look how buff Cleese was at the time. He's oh, yeah. Shape. Cleese mm-hmm. was still a young man. Yeah. yeah. He looks great. I mean, he wasn't that young. He's like 40, probably mm-hmm. late 40s here, but he looks great. Jeez Louise. But it's funny when you look at that photo, there. It, I know he. I know that was really John Cleese, but you could argue that it looks like it's photoshopped his head onto another body because yeah. there's a little bit of a slight lighting difference on his face than there is on the a little bit just everything a little bit. You're not wrong. Well, Kevin, I, I wouldn't Kevin mind Klein seeing it again, was, but that follow up was terrible where they ran a zoo or oh, whatever. That was so sad. Yeah, something creatures, uh, fierce creatures. Uh, fierce creatures. I think. Fierce creatures. I think yeah, right. that sucked. Um, oh, Michael Palin's a baby in this. All right, I want to watch Fish Call Wanda again. You got to do it. Do it now. Watch Sophie's Choice, too. It's depressing. It's beautiful. These guys are all 100 years old now, including Clevin Clevin Klein. Uh, Kevin (laughs) Klein is, I mean, he's doing great as Mr. Fish Odor, but you don't see him his face very often these days. Let's see. uh, He's still married to Phoebe Cates, and for uh, for my money, that's enough to keep you young forever. I guess so. (laughs) It's a good point. And he's he's apparently completed a movie that Jackie Chan made called The Diary, and they're holding it because no movies are getting released right now. And uh, that's a very interesting. Oh, Jackie yeah. Chan wrote and directed this movie called The Diary. Oh, he's also Robert Mueller in the upcoming The Investigation, A Search for the Truth in Ten Acts. Mm-hmm. So that's right. a, a script from today's headlines. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, <laughs> Kevin Klein on IMDb, his trademark is 
usually has a mustache in comedies and is clean shaven in dramas. That's interesting. Is that I watched true? Sophie's, Sophie's Choice and I try to if he had a mustache. Yeah, but what is is Wild Wild West a comedy? Because or it's because it, if it is, he's uh, not wearing he's he not wearing a mustache. Serious, though, he's got right? no mustache in that movie. There's zero mustache. But he on was this serious. Cover. Didn't he wear a mustache at one point in time during the movie? No. Like, here. Was... I've got the poster right here for you. Here. Because well, I know what he looked like, like most Dave, of Dave, wasn't he? He was in Dave. He had, he was clean shaven. No mustache in Dave. Maybe he yeah. got that flip backwards. Maybe he, uh. Maybe it's only dramas. He's, well, no. Because in, because in Dave, Dave's a drama and he has, he's clean shaven in Dave. I think in, this... in and out, he doesn't have a mustache and that's a comedy. It's almost like he just said something, whatever, and it's put it on. And everybody and just consenting it. adults. He has a he has a mustache, and that's a uh, that's a drama. Yeah, I'm sure he appreciates this somebody is, deconstructing like, his <laughs> off the cuff statement into some kind of like he's like not living his best life or yeah, something. Yeah, it's right. It's stupid. In Beauty and the Beast, he has a mustache and beard. What's that? Oh, oh. that's. Wait a minute. Oh, the live Beauty. action Beauty and the Beast. The live action Beauty. Yeah, what is he? What is he? Scott was trying to figure out. Wait, how is he animated? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, he was in. Okay, I'm just trying to find the name of that second follow up movie, and I'm and I want to see what is rated here. What was that called again? Um, fierce, fierce creatures. Fierce creatures. Okay, fish called Wanda. Fierce creatures. Oh, that was way later. Ninety seven. Yeah, Wild Wild West. No, no mustache. Yeah, and that's also a, the, the source of Chicken a Bucket. <laughs> it's so bad i know it's really makes me sad because seeing them all get together again i thought it was a sequel but it wasn't it was all new characters like that's probably yeah. what ruined it for it was me. it was kind of doing the what christopher guest um does, you know, so does well. with all of yeah. his all of his things and sadly his last one what was it called for your consideration that one was kind of a stinker after the greatness of waiting for guffman and best in show and uh Best in show streaming you know, right now. I love that movie. I, I, love. I hate to bring this back around to the <laughs> yeah. movie we just watched. Yeah, yeah. go. Um, but I didn't realize or I had totally forgotten or suppressed the fact there was a 1989 The Karate Kid animated series. Uh, oh, shut but up. it was just Pat Morita, right? It wasn't Ralph it, Macchio. Now it, looks, it says Daniel Miyagi and new friend Ataki travel the world in search of an ancient Japanese talisman. Are you kidding me? Huh. Is that I real? I remember ever so slightly something about this, but not much. Animated Karate Kid. Is there an intro I can play? Just a second here. Oh my gosh. All right. Here's the intro. <laughs> All right. I'm going to play a little bit of this. Hold on. Let's see if we can get this. Is it just music? It's not. Well, you want a narration as well? Yeah. Karate oh, here we go. Karate go. Kid. Karate Kid. <laughs> okay, there's Daniel. Karate Kid. <laughs> oh wow. So you guys, I'm I'm Daniel this in here. and Mami Aggie. Please feel free. Karate to, Kid. <laughs> feel free to watch that at your at your leisure because that's pretty great. I'd love finding out. Robert Ito like that. is Mr. Miyagi. Okay, so it's not him. He couldn't be bothered. I wouldn't either. It's lame. Wow. Uh. All right, email. Email from Ryan, who used this email address, filmsack at gmail.com. And his subject is, just want to tell you guys how much you matter. Listen to this. This is very Aww. nice. Hey, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy, I just wanted to thank you. My girlfriend and I listen to TMS and Filmsack all the time. She is a registered nurse and works at a hospital where we live in South Carolina. Oh, Brian, hometown there. Oh, hi. 
uh, says the very last few months and especially the last two weeks have been, as she described, hell on earth and are only getting worse due to mandatory overtime requirements in our state. Yeah. She has to work 70 hours plus a week uh, or lose her okay. license. This time oh. has been very rough yeah. to say the least, but one saving grace for us is listening to your weekly film sack movie or watching your weekly film sack movie and listening to the podcast together. I just wanted to thank you so much for this oasis of comedy. Just know y'all are loved and cherished. Please stay safe. I just That's thought awesome. that was you one of the nicest safe. things oh, I've man. ever heard. Yeah, it is rough. I hope I hope it gets better yeah. soon. Yeah, it's not it's not good in our state right now. So, yeah. Uh, South Carolina is yeah, a little yeah. like where Utah's at. We kind of were doing all right, and then people got dumb, and now we're yeah. doing less all right. So mm-hmm. we feel for you, and uh, thanks for saying that though. That was really nice to hear that. We one of the hard things to know, like with this show and other shows that we do. So much of what we do is about you know, being fun, laughing, being jokey. Yeah, we don't know how it's coming off, you know? So it's nice to hear that this can be an escape for people like, the, uh, like you. So sure. thank you for letting us know. If you want to send us your feedback, your thoughts, your feelings, your whatevers, uh, complaints, even we don't care. Send it all. Film sack. We we're not reading them. Exactly. Film sack at gmail.com, or you can use the little form on the side at film Our next film is speed Two. The Cruise Jason control. Cruise Control, the Jason Patrick classic. We haven't seen him since Lost Boys, and we're really excited to see Speed Two, another big mistake sequel that didn't do great, but perfect for our show. And it's on Hulu is where you're going to see this. Hulu. Hulu. The following Hulu. program is brought to you by the service you might have, and we hope you do. Mm-hmm. So go see it. We make exceptions for other streaming services, and uh, this is one of them. So uh, Speed Two, Electric Boogaloo, coming next week, right here on FilmSack. I'm very excited. Um, also, just a quick reminder to check out quicksack.li. That's where you can find it if we've done, well, things like Time Cop. If you think we've done Time Cop and we haven't, or we have, <laughs> you do a quick search on that thing and you'll find out like right away if, uh, if we and, have. And if you do a search on that thing, as I was doing earlier in this episode, put a space between time and cop. <laughs> oh, that's, there you go. That's how Scott spelled it back in the day. Yep, you're right. Uh, oh yeah, Busted. and it's a, like a real time RSS search. It's really rad. Mm-hmm. I need it's to talk really, to this really. person. I have some ideas. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, well done uh, on that, and uh, go check it out. Quicksack.li. It's also linked on the filmsack.com page, which is our website. You can leave us emails at filmsack at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at filmsack. And as always, it helps us a great deal if you go support us, or uh, rather, what's it called? Uh, vote, not vote for us. Leave us reviews on uh, wherever oh, you get your podcast. podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. go to Podcast Alley. Oh my, oh my, 2005. That's crazy. Leave feedback and reviews. The year that Pat Marita died is the year that Podcast Alley mattered. Anyway, <laughs> uh, wow. that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening and watching. No one's watching. It's just us in the dark. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Oh, wait, no, I got to go. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy, this is two weeks in a row where I've effed this up. Why have I, why have I effed this up two weeks in a row? What is wrong with me on this show? <laughs> we'll see you next time. Gosh dang it. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Damn it, why am I so stupid?